Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Keel Podcast. I'm your host as always, Alex Keel, alongside me, the inside of the insider, Tyler Keel. Hello, world. And we are back with the other episode of our preview episodes of... Our season preview, the, the 2018-2019 National Hockey League season. The year of our Lord, 2018. The year of our Lord, 2018. Year of our Lord, 2019. That's what I was going to say, though. You blew it. What? I was going to say it, and then you repeated it again. Ah, it's so too late now. But yes, talking about the West today. But first, there's news. Not breaking. As per usual. Not breaking news. Okay. But news. You have to understand. Book. We do one episode a week. Exactly. One There's episode one, every seven days. There's got to be one thing that happens. We must cover everything that happens in a seven-day period. I know. That's why I'm hoping one thing happens today during the show. Gosh darn it. What? William Nylander isn't going to sign today. I don't know. I'm waiting. Anyways, let's talk about signings we'll that, that actually second. happened and oh. actually will happen. Well, okay, they, they mean... Luca Spiza. Okay. The former former Vegas Golden Knight All-Star, Luca Spiza. The former Defensive pairing co- defenseman. Signed with the Islanders today, or yesterday. One by $1.25 million. No, 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 1.5. Did I say 1.25? Yeah, you said 1.25. I got too into it. Uh, it's funny, because this is actually the highest paid PTO... Um, on the market. Uh, well, no, no, the highest paid PTO since I think Cap, Cap Friendly started tracking PTOs signings in 2014. This is the highest paid PTO since then. You just love their Twitter page, don't you? Uh, dude, it helps. Hey, it gives me all this information. That's how I find all this stuff out. Or you could just go on Cap Friendly. Lucas Bees is going to get a crap ton of playing time, though. Can we all admit that? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and the they sent down Josh Hosang uh, for... for I don't know what reason. They need players up on the main roster. Ha-ha! Uh, who's their fourth line? Who's the, a Greenville Swamp uh, Rabbit? Well, hold on. Let me let me look. Let me pull up their entire cap friendly. I don't know why they would send Josh Hosang down. He's a great player. A He's... Solid, he, okay, he's not a great player. Excuse me. He's a solid player for what they have and what they need. He can fill a role perfectly. Where's I don't know, Josh? I, I don't know what the, we talked When we talked with Ked last week, well, he made a really good point. I'm saying the Islanders are just going to be bleh. He's still on his entry. Who cares? Eight or eight six. Who else is on the roster? Who's on their main roster? They still have Valtteri Filippula. Okay, sure. Leo Komarov. Okay. Cal Clutterbuck. Okay. Brock Nelson. Okay. Josh Bailey, Andrew Ladd, Jordan Eberle, um, Barzell. Matthew Barzell. Yep. Barzell. No, Matthew Barzell. Okay. Barzell. Barzell. Basil. Net. Matt Martin, who's going to get playing time. Well, of course. And that's why. That's why Josh Hosting got sent well, who down. who else is there? There's Matt other Martin. players. Well, do you want me to list all of them? Yes. I okay, want- fine. Top to bottom. Jordan Eberle, Andrew Ladd, Josh Bailey, Brock Nelson, Anders Lee, Cal Clutterbuck, Casey Kazikis. What? He's a $3.5 million until 2021, so he's, he Keep must going. be good. Leo Kamarov, Valtteri Filippola, Matt Martin, Jan Kovar, Ross Johnson, so Josh Hosang Anthony, is worse. Anthony Bouvier? What? Uh, it's it's French. Long story Matthew short, Barzell okay. and Tom Knuckle. You can stop now because I can tell you right now that... One, two, three, 
Kazikas is a fine player. I accept the fact that he's on this roster. But look at those bottom three players. Yes, Matthew Barzell, because he's an entry-level deal, but... Like Ross Anderson, like you're telling me, Hosang is he? Just well, it goes from it goes he, from most paid to least paid. He's had just a horrible, like he's had just a, not a bad experience. It starts with his first ever angel training camp he gets invited to. Who? Anders, Josh Hosang. Okay, he misses the deadline to, to arrive. He says, "Hey, three o'clock." Showed up at three o five. Got sent home. Yeah, not a good start. Not a good first impression. Finally, gets called up to the NHL after working his butt off in Bridgeport. What number does he choose? Sixty six. The internet explodes, and now he's getting sent down on 66. a sixty-six. Yeah, he wore sixty-six. What's wrong with sixty-six? Everyone freaked out because Mario Lemieux, because Mario Lemieux's number, or whatever, and stuff like that. Mario Lemieux didn't play for the Islanders. The internet needs to shut up. Well, it's like the Gretzky thing. That people think that number should be retired too. It shouldn't. It's like number four shouldn't be retired everywhere. It's the same reason why number 19 shouldn't be retired everywhere. It's the same reason why number 1 shouldn't be retired everywhere. It's the same reason why number 9 shouldn't be retired everywhere. Well, that's why... That, okay, no one ever says that because there's never been a goaltender well, that the, has stripped, well, transcended the game. Yes, Terry Sawchuk. Okay, Terry Sawchuk's one goal. Eddie Belfour. We're going to look at... Do you want to go off... Dominic Koshik. No, no, your point's invalid now because you're... An well, what was Kenny Dryden's number? Alex, every goaltender back in the day was number one, so it wouldn't make sense. Okay, not, what everyone, about, not everyone wore 66. 66 and okay. 99 were special numbers. Okay, what about Kenny Dryden? What was his number? 29. Okay, retire it. They did. Montreal did. I'm talking whole league. No, because he's not... Because he doesn't... Ah, but he transcended the game. He made it better. No, Wayne Gretzky was the great one. Yes. Daryl Lemieux... Was the great? Was he was the no? He was, he was Super greatest. Mario. He was Super Mario, and if he didn't have back issues, he could have played just as long as Gretzky did. So what? Long story short, I'm just telling you right now that he's he, a good player. Don't get me that's wrong. That's why I'm telling Alex. I was explaining to you why the internet freaked out, and then you took it as I was saying that. No, I'm I'm talking to the I I was no speak, you were no nope, I was going to me. You I thought was, I was the internet. How dare you, Tyler? How I, dare you? I was speaking you? to you as you were a representative to what, what the heck they were are you saying. Holding? Put the, I'm pulling the card. <laughs> May or may not get a new job because I I need money. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> keep her moving. Move along. Paul Byron of the Montreal Canadiens signs a three point four three point four million dollar AAV year for four years for the Montreal Canadiens. Um, my take on this one: three point four is a lot, but then if you look at the market that just happened, Jay Beagle's getting four million, Antoine Roussel is getting four million dollars. Um, then you're going to have uh, Leo Komarov ju- making $4 million. Couldn't you just save a penny and give him three? Well, if you're Montreal, you need an ice team member. Don't forget, Alex. So, uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, that was an extension, though. I'm going to make sure I have my numbers right here. Uh, yes, that is an extension, by the way. I should have mentioned that. He was extended. Uh, that'll be through 2023. Um, it's actually a bounce back and forth. It makes $4 million in 2019-2020. And then the lockout year is 2.8, and then 21-22 is 4 million, then it goes back down to 2.8 for this final year. So one of those kind con- not as quite as skewed as some of the other ones, actually has some repetition. Um I he's a good player. He's he's a good play he's a, he looks good on a bad team. If you put him on like Pittsburgh or put him on um Vegas, well, Vegas may be different because Vegas everyone just starts to play well. Um what? What are you looking at? Sorry, just keep going on. I'm I'm looking at the contract for our, the person next we're going to talk about. Oh, okay. Um, if he were on, well, if he were on the Leafs right now, he'd be a fourth liner. Paul Byron's. No, nope. you're right. He wouldn't even be. No, on the, he, you're right. He wouldn't even be on the roster. Marley's. Marley's. 
relegated. See ya. Growlers. Down the road. See you later. Bye-bye. Newfoundland. Go play with Daryl Bootland. He plays in Allen. Huh? Or, or no, Daryl Bootland's on the Growlers. Because he was an really? Orlando Solar Bear. Heck yeah. We're going to watch Daryl Bootland, former Grand Rapids great. I'm, I'm looking this up. Number 27. I'm looking this up. I'm pretty sure he kept that number. Uh, I, I've seen him bouncing around Newfoundland Growlers. Okay, um, I'll keep keep going until I find it. So Paul Byron, uh, you know what? Three point four million, good for you. Way to go. Keep. I mean, I, he's gonna get the money because they they have they have the space now. Um, moving over towards the Metro, we got Miles Wood, the defenseman, signing on for a few more years, and Miles Wood's a younger defenseman. Um, this Alex, contract. What is wrong with this contract, Alex? His base. Okay. Okay. So it's four years for by two point seven five million AAV for a grand for, total of eleven million dollars. Yes. Look at that. A decent, a straight up number. You even know how I love that. Or not an even number, but a, uh, a zero number. No decimals. No. It's an even number. No, an even. No, it's eleven. No. Oh yes, it is. Ends million. in a zero. Yeah, it's an even number. Even number. I saw the eleven and I got thinking. All right. So here's my problem with this entire contract. Now, don't get me wrong. I love it when people make their money. Go ahead, Cuzzo. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That was a quote. Who are you? That was a quote. Stop it. Anyways. Go home. He gets 2.5 as Ooh. his cap hit all the way through. You want to buy a growler sweater for 140 bucks? Sure. Sweet. We're getting growler sweaters. He, his cap hit all the way through is 2.75. His base salary and total salary for the entire way through... 2.5, What's wrong with that, Alex? What's the what? What? Why are you? Why? Why are Why are you confused, Alex? You're just taking five hundred thousand dollars off every year just so you can just get more later. Well, don't forget, Alex. A lot. I mean, this is actually weird because a lot of you've seen a lot of these contracts been front loaded for the next two years, and then obviously the lockout year, and then it kind of goes back up again. Whereas Miles is taking a pay cut. Um, I'm not a pay cut. He's getting more later, which I think is. What, I'm just saying, which is this. weird because you see with these contracts, they sign them, they sign, they sign them big early because if they are bad later on, they can sell them for less. That's the point. All I'm saying is this though. Well, his cap hit is all the same all the way through, so his selling point is not any different. It's just the fact of, <clears throat> excuse me. With him getting the 3.5 his last year, he's still got to pay that New Jersey tax, is all I'm saying. Well, I hear you. If he kept it even all the way through, that'd be smarter. But that's just my accounting side of my brain, because I have to do that tonight. You do, aren't you special? Uh, Happy birthday to Cal Yarncrack, by the way. Cal Yarncrack! I'm trying to pull up the uh, elite prospects here so I can get the official statistics on one Miles Wood. uh, It says he had 32 points last year in... um, uh, 76 games, which is not too bad for a young kid. He's actually, he's my age. Uh, he's, I'm actually older than he is. Um, let's see. Last year he had a minus six, but then again on that Devils team that was, despite making the playoffs, they were uh, kind of iffy. And let's see, his rookie year. Dude, I don't know why you're talking about this guy on Elite Prospects. You want to know who you should be talking about on Elite Prospects? Daryl Bootland. Oh, God. 21 games played, three goals, five assists for a grand total of eight points. With how many penalty minutes? 95! Yeah, he doesn't play. <laughs> With a minus two over. You are just going to stop right there, sure. 
Okay, anyways, back to... The By the way, he was an assistant captain. Of course, because when you're in the ECHL, whoever the oldest guy is gets the captaincy. That's how it works. That's how the minors work. Sam Reinhart finally signed with Buffalo. Finally re-signed. The restricted free agent signed for two years at a $3.65 million AAV for a total of $7.3 million. You know, uh, oh, now what? I'm but, sorry. I'm looking lo- at Daryl Booten. I'm looking at Focus! <laughs> Focus! I'm, I'm looking at his past stuff, and he actually played 22 games in the 03-04 season for the Red Wings. I know. And then he played another six. Uh, well, he played. Well, he played on the fourth line because. Um, and then he played for the Islanders for Thomas, four games. Steve Thomas got hurt and stuff like that. I remember, like, I remember there was a weird reason. I remember I have the photo of him and Darcy Tucker fighting. He played in Vienna. <laughs> yeah, he went there. Uh, the for Vienna the- Capitals and the EC Salzburg. Um. Anyways, keep Sam Reinhart. Sorry. This is a contract. It's a simple contract. It's a cheap contract for, especially for him. He. He was waiting out for the longest time, and I think he finally realized that he wasn't worth that much money. Wasn't worth, like, I'm thinking... You're not was, the good, Reinhardt. Exactly. Well, there actually really is one. He actually is better than Griffin by a lot. Like, he was far and away better than Griffin. Griffin is a solid defenseman in the WHL. Unfortunately, he just didn't turn into the pros. Sam just Reinhardt, Sam Reinhardt was a great forward. When he played in Kootenay, he was a fantastic player. And it hasn't quite transitioned over as Buffalo thought, but then again, he wasn't playing with a whole lot. Now the team is turning around, and we talked about this before. Buffalo may may not be this year, but maybe next year. Don't put too much money into a book. That's why I'm saying 3.65 for Reinhardt is a perfect amount of money for a winger who has an upside, who has the ability to play well, but I think it's a reasonable payment because they know that he has not done anything yet to prove that he can make $5 million, $6 million. Especially in the game of... What have you done for me lately? Uh, nothing. He just signed, so technically nothing in the preseason. See what I did there? Uh, Shea Theodore. 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 It's Theodore. Shea Theodore. Shea Theodore. Josie Theodore. Who cares? I don't remember how they say it. Doesn't matter. Just signed yesterday. Uh, uh, what was the official signing on that one? I don't know the exact. Like, I'm going to look up the exact time. Because I remember I woke up this morning and I saw it. Uh, let's see. He signed the contract September the 25th, so it had to have been early this morning. So he's Really? Yep. Oh. Yeah. So, and he was a restricted free agent. Um, so it'll be a UFA at the end of 2025. Well, with a modified no-trade for clause those last for the last two years. Which is smart on his part because he knows that he can make the money. And, and he's also smart because his salary is even all the way through. 5.2 all the way down. 5.2, 5.2, 5.2. Finally, Kennedy, a contract. Kennedy, 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 I think what happened was maybe the team thought to themselves and said, hey, maybe we should pay him. Straight up. I mean, I guess it, it doesn't affect the cap. That's why these AAV is so important is because that only, the AAV is only what costs a team in the salary cap. Not if you get paid like $7 million one year and $2 million next year. Not like one year where it's $7 million gets you against the cap. No, it's automatically 5.2. So it really doesn't matter. And I'm sure he sees it like I'm getting $5.2 million. Why do I need 7.5 this year and $3 million this year? Am I getting married this year? I mean, it doesn't, doesn't really matter. Am you I going to get, is she pregnant? Is she going to have a child next year? We're going to have to pay $7 million for a child. How much? Oh my goodness! I'm just trying to. think. We're gonna get into contracts and money later. Well, but- no, I'm just, I'm just saying. Think about it. What if, like, with like front loaded contracts and everything, your cap hit was what your ba- base salary was. So if you're getting like seven point two your first year, and then you're getting nothing the rest of the year, of your years, that's your cap hit. You're gonna get seven point two at the begin at that, that your first year. Bonus? That's your cap hit. 
for that year is 7.2. And then if you have like 3 million next year, that's your cap hit at 3 million. And then if you have like league minimum by the time of your last year, that's your cap hit. Yeah, see, agents aren't that dumb, Alex. No, I'm not saying agents. Because agents agents know they need to get paid too. I'm talking leagues. I'm not talking, there's no change in actual money. It's just what the cap hit is. You know, and here's the thing. Shade Theodore when he was in Anaheim. He's a good player. He's a good defenseman. Still a good great player. Pairing defense. He's going to get more minutes now that Lucas Spies is out the door. Good riddance with him. But, hey! Uh, hey. I'm, he made it to the final. What did you do? Shay Theodore made it to the finals, too. Yeah, and he's getting paid for it. What am I Down doing? it. Uh, we went over this, Alex. I'd like to do a lot more, but guess what? Ain't going to happen. Nine times in, at least. Sucks. Yep. Big one. Uh, I really... He's a good... I think he's worth it. Um... And if you're Vegas, you're looking for a defenseman to peg as your future defenseman. I think Shea Theodore, now whether or not he may be the best player to do it, I'm not sure. But for what you have right now, you do have to pin one and say, hey, you are number one guy. I think Theodore's going to be the next guy for a while. I don't really see anyone in Vegas. They saw it last year. They didn't really need defense. So I think he's going to be the guy that they're going to say, hey, you're going to be our number one guy. Derek England is not going to be your number one guy. Do you Uh, think Shea Theodore gets the C? I don't think they're going to do the uh, captaincy for a minute there. I think I, I, I think they're trying to wait it out. Cause I, think, I don't think Derek England's got that much longer, let's be honest with you. No. You can't just give a guy a C because he's a hometown boy. And Well, if he's, well, it depends on the locker. Maybe he's a good locker room player. Maybe he's got a lot to offer to the team off the ice than he does on the ice because I'll be honest, he doesn't do a whole lot on the ice. So, nope. and that's he why sits I, there. So it was, like Je- it was like Hogan, Jeff Hogan, when he was in Grand Rapids. He didn't do a lot on the ice, but he was a good uh, veteran, knew what to teach the kids, and blah, 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 blah. That's why he was captain. For some weird reason, he was good at getting OT goals, though. My goodness. Well, he had a clapper. That he was, was, so, he, he, had, he he was had, a sleeper car he, as a person. If he had time and space, he could shoot the puck. Here's the problem. He could never get time and space because he was slow as dirt. Literally, this this would be him on the ice just like, all right. I can tell you. All right, oh, Marty, hold the puck in the corner for a second. All right, here we go. So, <laughs> Pass it! <laughs> the first, so um, it had been the second summer I skated with him. First first time I asked. Jeff Hogan, by the way, you guys probably look him up. He's a longtime player. Played a few games in the NHL for, like I think, say, St. Louis, but didn't do a whole lot. So they're playing. We, they're getting on the ice. He's still wearing his Nebraska Omaha sweater. He always did that. This Omaha! And he gets the puck on. So he steps on the ice. Looks like he hadn't skated in 100 years. Takes a puck from the red line. Walks down the blue line. He sees me. I line up for a shot. He just winds up take this screaming clapper. That went up into the net. He wasn't even close to me. And I said, you all right, Hoagie? He's like, I'm a little rusty. <laughs> I try to get it down. No, don't get it down. You're going to hit me. <laughs> just whistled this blast. He's just coming down. <laughs> That's why I said, just got hold the puck. Yeah, fire. Pass it. And he scores. And that's why I do the play-by-play. <laughs> um, best color commentator ever, right here. No for the yes, you, never, you never did a game with me, actually. Yeah, no, I did. Not, you never did it. No, you never did. Not that. hockey. You did lacrosse me though. Just come back. Pay me. Please. Pay me. Oh, wait, if you get this job here and then and then Alex, then we can hey say, hey, I have these I have these nights off because I need to work games. <gasps> Cause you can do that because you were only a couple of games. Like, yeah, you work with me now. Yay. Okay, cool. Pay me. I can't. Okay, tell somebody else to pay me. You're coming out for your goodwill. For your love of the game. Tyler. You see, 
I'm going to be going into the business world. All right. We and if I don't we'll want to be stepped We'll talk about this later. It's a matter of what's in it for me. So with them. Oh, guys, guess what? The Leafs made a signing. No, they didn't. Simeon Durargachin. Argachin. Argachin. Oh, God. Argachin. Signed an entry-level deal the other day. Not William Nylander. <laughs> Hold on. B- before we... Der Argachinstev is a hyphenated name between his mother and his father. I assume so. How how bad you gotta feel for the last name of Der? <laughs> well, uh... <laughs> Hold on. What's Let... your maiden name, madam? Der. <laughs> Hold on. Um... Simeon. Durr's over Durr. Durr. Searching Durr. Durr. Uh, he's a good boy. Good boy. Uh, he's from Moscow, Russia. Not Moscow. Moscow. Born in 2000. I'm old. Yeah. It's official. I am old. Uh, let's see. Played for Peterborough the last couple of years. Oh, yeah. All right. So, yeah. Played for Peterborough. Of course, he. Cal Davis is always good with the juniors. Uh, 51 points last year in 68 games. Not, not bad. Not outstanding, but not bad. Not bad. I'm, hey, did you. He'll probably. Maybe right, we he'll, could. He'll probably struggle to. Maybe I think he's going to stay in Peterborough, but um, he signed a contract, and uh, maybe next year we'll see him with the Marlies. Maybe, but all I'll say is this: if we can, you know, pop it up on the screen real quick, Tyler, with your your editing stuff or whatever. What do we, when I put him up? When I put him up there, the picture of him and Dubis. Oh yes, that uh, boy. Nice photo of these two people. So so happy. Literally, look at that smile right he's there. He's so happy signing a team. And Dubis's smile too. He's like, yes. I'm great. Where's this? Where's Nylander? Where's William? Where's William? Where's Nylander? Where's Little Dicky? <laughs> what? Well, Little Willie. Oh, you said Little Dicky. I'm like, that's yeah. his name's not Richard. Willie, Dicky. No, because it has to be Willie. Where's Little Bill? Anyways, Little Bill. Um, Little Bill. I... Oh, yeah, by the way, he got a, he got sentenced today. What? Uh, oh, Bill uh, Cosby. Bill Cosby. He uh, got sentenced. Anyways. Moving on. Back uh, to hockey. Uh, William Nylander has not signed yet, and we're no, upset. And, and guess what? There has not been anything. There was a... Whether or not it was a fake tweet, um, I'm going to pull it up for you, Alex, because I tweeted something about it. I'll make sure I... Um, uh, where is it? Here it is. Are we talking about our furry friend? Nope. I, I found it. Um, let me see if I can put it up here so you can see it, because I don't think you've seen it yet. This is what I found... Okay, you're going to have to click that. That's fine. <laughs> um, so William Nylander, apparently, according to some people, posted this. And I'm going to put it up on the screen now. You can see it now. There you go. Um, it is literally... It, it says... Coming like, soon, dot, 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 with pen, pen and, and then paper. paper. Now, I heard a lot of people scream, it's fake, it's fake, blah, blah, blah. And people were saying he posted and took it back off. Stop torturing me! This needs to happen. We are a week. We are eight days away. And by the time people hear this, they'll be seven days away from our first game, Alex. We need this to happen now. Oh, we didn't get into it last week because I totally forgot about it. But Willie Nylander is going to get benched. I, You know what? Tyler answered me on the first line. I'm, I'm sorry. What I, <clears throat> This is why I like to know psychology because I want to know what players think. And I understand, yes, you want plenty of money so you can put it away for the rest of your life and you can never do anything. At this point, I but think I know exactly the, what it is, dude. Do you want me to okay, tell you? Go for it. Go for it, and I'll there, probably... I won't have a rebuttal, but I'll just keep rambling about my random nonsense. There's this one guy. I forget his name. Sergey Fedorov. No, no. Not a, not even a hockey player. 
Um, Le'Veon Bell. No, not even a sports guy. It's just like... Chris Angel. (laughs) My tree. No, but there's this one guy, he... Tom Cruise. Basically what he does is he goes out into society and he tries to do things. Like, he made a fake restaurant or whatever. Tony Carbonaro. Carbonaro. Carbonaro effect. No. Nope. Okay. But he he made this like fake restaurant or whatever, and he made it like high class or whatever, and it was it was literally the stupidest thing ever. And then he did another thing where he took like an off brand marketer in New York, took his clothes, and then went to Paris and then sold his name as like Giorgio Ivani or something like that or whatever. He he does things and tries to do world pranks. Or whatever. All right. I think what Willie was into Willie. All right. How's it? William Nylander. How does it affect the Leafs? <clears throat> It affects the leaf because it affects the Leafs because William Nylander has an attention complex. He needs to have the spotlight on him. You're gonna have the the, the that, this spotlight is what he wants. on you. This, you're going to have it on you when you're lighting up the league. No, with he's Matthews not though. And Marlowe. with Matthews, with Marlowe, with Tavares. All no, the no, light. No, is... no, no, no. The line's gonna be Matthews <laughs> with Marlowe and I'm just and saying. Nylander. He's 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 going to be Tavares play, is with Martin he right plays, now. They're having a ball. He's playing second fiddle to Tavares and Matthews. He wants to light on him. He wants to be the superstar. That's why he's taking as much as time as he can right just, now uh, he, to be, make just, posts I'm like this. Okay. All right, and Willie, do whatever he wants. William Nylander, I know you're listening. I know you're watching. I know sure. you're both at the same time. I know you're on SoundCloud and on YouTube at the same time. I know you're on Google Play and iTunes because you know what? You have a phone that does both. Because, Send it because you have enough money to do that, Willie. Understand this. If you do not, if you sign on October the 2nd, or excuse me, at, well, game starts at 7 o'clock Wednesday night. If you sign at 6 o'clock on October the 3rd, if you do not, I'm, I'm not kidding, if you do not put up 20 points in the first month, in the month of October, you will be looked at as an absolute sham. You will look at, look like as a joke because you did all this just to get this money that you look at the stats after that first month that that's clearly not worth seven and a half, nine, twelve million dollars. Can I, can I? Nope. Let me go. All right. If you, you, unless you've been, if you've been skating on your own and you've been training and playing in some games, I don't know what the heck you've been doing. If you've been, if you're still in, if you're in game shape come October 3rd and you sign, great. Awesome. Bingo. We're all good. I don't have an issue. But if you sit there and say, I need my money, and just sit there like this and just eat your, eat, uh, I don't know. Is he, is he in Sweden right now or is he in Canada? No, he's in Canada. He's in Canada. Well, whatever you're eating. You're sitting there just getting all plump or whatever, just sitting there. I'm like, all right, waiting for it. And then you come out and absolutely just, you know, you know what, the bed? No, he looks in shape. Game I, shape. Frank Corrado was in shape. Wasn't in game shape. Willie Nylander needs to be in game shape. Game shape. Game, game shape. Sh- Need to be in game shape. Needs to be in game shape almost off the get-go because you know the press in Toronto. You know the press all around, especially, oh my gosh, people out west, they're going to have a ball with this and think, ha, at least our guys signed their extensions early. They may be $21.5 million, which we'll get to later, but at least they signed on time and they were kind of ready for the start of the season, unlike William Nylander. If he doesn't make 20 points... Well, okay, 20 okay, points... Okay, sorry. 20 points is probably a lot. Like 10, if he's not a point-a-game player at the end of the month. Is that, no, is I'm that saying fair? Is that fair? 20, 20 points in the second month. No, because I'm, that's he's not... I'm saying at the end of the month. I'm talking at the end of October. Because I'm saying he's not... Because he'll probably catch a strike by November, let's be honest. 
No, I'm just saying he's not going to get minutes. He's going to get benched. He's going to get put on the fourth well. line. Like he, well, like he, he did. La- okay, Babcock. He got put on the fourth line last year. He got put on the fourth line his rookie year. This is this is what I'm going to say. It's not going to be a trend of he's on the fourth line because he has been for the past couple of years. He's going to no, be on t- the fourth line because Mike Babcock has tradition in his blood. If you do not show up, if you do not show up, and you do not, ready, if you're not ready to play, I'm going to throw you on the fourth line, or I'm going to throw you down the Marlies. Have fun. Oh, fun. Josh Levo's looking for a job. Actually, Josh Levo's been looking all right. He's been looking all right. Didn't yeah. he score? Okay, everyone scored. <laughs> okay, still, though. Good for per- Levo. Per Engvall scored. He scored a goal in a Leafs uniform. Not a Marley's uniform. He scored, okay, he scored goals before, Alex. He just does it rarely because he rarely plays. Exactly. That's just like about. William Nylander. He's rarely going to play because he's going to get benched. Okay, like I said, unless he lights it up that first couple games, then he probably will be sitting down. Um... But I just, I, it just needs to happen. It needs, what, I don't know what's holding him back. Does he need that much money? Does he need, what it does he need? It might be an attention thing. Might be an attention thing. I hope not, because that's not a thing you want in the room. I Listen, I know Willie wants to be a Leaf, and he gets along with the players and all this great stuff, and I'm glad, I'm glad everything's looking good, but it's just like, what? what's the, what's the, what's nice the, po- no, shit, get out of here. What, I don't understand why he wants to do this. If there's a good reason behind it, I'd love to hear it. Makes as much sense as what we're about to talk about next. Oh, yes. Our furry friend from Philly. That's some alliteration for you. Our furry friend from Philly. Well, except for Philly's not spelled with an F, but it's if you're you're going based on pronunciation. Pronunciation alliteration. What is this? No, I already did it, but okay, fine, whatever. What is this? Tell me what this is. Quit popping. That's my thing. What is what is this mascot here? I his name is Gritty. He's got grit. Cause like the Broad Street bully's gritty. Like how, how he shows toughness. What is this thing? Look at it! It is Look a- at it! Look at it! I'm Patrick Starfish from from Remember SpongeBob. He's yes. Like, Look at it! I don't understand. What what is what is the point? What are you looking at? I'm just, I was just checking the name of the Philadelphia oh, Phillies oh, mascot. The, Phil- the Philly fanatics. Because the Philly fanatics is actually kind of funny because it's just really dumb sound. Gritty is some horrifying looking monster that looks worse than uh what's uh da 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 Edmonton um 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 Hunter? Hunter. That Lynx thing. It's a bobcat. Links, Bobcat, whatever. That because no, they're completely different. I will things. admit, at, at least though, Flyer thing kind of makes sense because a Bobcat will kill you a because Lynx Claude Giroux's hair is red and he can grow a decently long beard and has a lot of hair. So I guess that kind of makes sense. But that's just one player. Now you're gonna have to explain to me what was the point that the Flyers needed. To, what did the Flyers really just feel like? Hey, we don't have a mascot in threes. We need a mascot in threes. Threes. NHL threes. Oh, NHL well, threes. Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, the reason I why... understand the Leafs have a, a no, no, no. Bear. Well, I hold understand on. that. <clears throat> Think about it. If you're just looking at his outfit in general, he's got the big belly, just like the Philly fanatic. So that way, he has like the comedic like belly. Hey, look at my belly, 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 belly. He's got the belly thrust thing. <laughs> and so you take that from the Philly fanatic, and then you put that with the quote Broad Street bullies or whatever. Then you get. And then you have the, you literally have the Philly fanatic mating with the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, what's the name of that again? 
Uh, he looks like a... Yuper. No, Yuper. Or Yorpy. Yorpy? Yor- I don't care. Oh, I have to look this up now. Anyways. Need- needless to say, the Philly Fanatic's supposed to be family-friendly and gritty. That thing looks... Great. Oh, yeah, it looks horrifying. Yuppy. Yuppy. Okay, I was, was close. What the... <laughs> what? Okay. So, I looked up the Philly mascot name on uh, Google... Okay. And under people also searched for, we have Benny the Bull from the Chicago Bulls. We have Fred Bird from the St. Uh, Louis uh, Cardinals. San Diego Chicken. San Diego Chicken. Beautiful. Um, Swoop from the Philadelphia Eagles. Clutch. From Wait, Swoop? Swoop. That's his name. That's a horrible name for a mascot. He's an eagle. They swoop out. And, oh, uh, thank you, Alex. I'm glad you can tell me. Clutch how from the, Eagle flies. Clutch from the Houston Rockets. Cl- Case- wait, wait, wait. Wait, Clutch? Clutch. He, he shoots threes in the clutch. Yep. Stop it. <laughs> that's that's, that's his a, name. No, that is <laughs> not a name. name. That's that his is name. not a name. Then we have KC Wolf from the Kansas City Chiefs. And then Doug, okay, well, then Doug Pudabi. The guy from Saturday Night Live. Oh, that's what a What is love? You know, Baby door. Hold on. <laughs> Why? Sorry, I, for those of you that thought this was a hockey podcast, you thought wrong. All right, I'm doing it right now, Alex. Short list, top 30 worst sports mascots of all time. Oh, God. We are cutting the show off. and All right, guys, come back with us in about 10 minutes. We'll actually have more hockey news and get to the Western Conference part, but we're diving Is in. Is that this. an ice cube? <laughs> it's, here's our, it's okay. His name is Appy. Appy. It is, a, it is a mascot in the shape of the app for the 2012... Helsinki All right, European I'm cutting this off. I'm cutting this off now. Now. <laughs> so. <laughs> what is that thing? Oh my God. <laughs> okay, hold on. TV timeout. So while we're looking at all this stuff, this is we're going to go cut back to an interview that we had earlier today with Scott Powers of The Athletic Chicago. Yep, that was it. Um, so what we did, so this is, we'll start off. We'll get We started our Western Conference in the Central Division, and Scott Powers, like you said, right, follows the Hawks. We decided to have a quick word with him and talk about what to expect from the Hawks this season and how they will do in this really tough central division that we did earlier. And we'll put it right here. All right, and right now we have Scott Powers with us. Scott Powers from the Athletic of Chicago. Yes, following the Blackhawks over there. Scott, how are you doing today? Good, thanks for having me. So, go ahead, Alex. So, obviously you must have been at training camp with how much you follow the Hawks. Um, what is the general feeling around the team? I think there's optimism, at least among the team. Um, you know, they're hopeful that last year was a one-time thing and um, this season will be different. Um, I think around the team, uh, there's sort of an uncertainty and a lot of that begins with Corey Crawford and um, the uncertainty of whether he'll play or when he'll play and um, you know, I, I think that's the biggest question mark around this team. You know, last season Crawford uh, was probably the MVP of the team while, while he was still on the ice, and uh, they weren't exactly a playoff team when he was playing, but they were close to it and probably would have contended for a spot if he uh, if he doesn't go down with the concussion. Um, and now, you know, he's back on the ice practicing and getting closer to practicing uh, potentially next week. But uh, you know, it's still unknown when he'll when he'll play in a game or um, how this all plays out. So. I think that's the biggest thing, you know, if, if they can get Crawford on the ice, I was talking to a scout just earlier today, he said, you know, without Crawford, this team's uh, probably not much, so 
I, I think a lot of it weighs uh, on what Crawford does, and, I, and obviously there's more to it than that. I mean, they have to be better defensively, and they got to score some more goals. And um, I mean, there are a lot of different factors to why they be, you know, whether successful or not. But you know, definitely, definitely the big one is whether if, uh, whether Crawford's playing or not. Well, I mean, obviously you said Crawford. He wasn't. It's it's funny because he's always kind of had that mantra of not being the best and being like one of the worst goaltenders winning the Stanley Cup. But then you see him last year not be, being absent the entire year, and all of a sudden you see the Hawks at the bottom of the division. Yeah, you know, I, I think, you know, when you look back at 2013 and um, maybe not as much in 15, but he wasn't probably the reason why they win the Cup. You know, I mean, you look at the defense and, um, you know, Kane and Taves are in their prime and, you know, Keith and Seabrook and Jarmels and Oduya, and the defense was really solid and, you know, up and down the lineup, they were scoring goals, and um, you know a lot of people thought that uh, you know Crawford was uh, adequate. You know, he, he was probably an average goalie, um, and and then a few years later, the Blackhawks started giving up more shots, and and Crawford had to show uh, what he was capable of. And I, and I think over the last you know three plus years, he's uh, he's put himself in that category as an elite goalie, um, and especially the last couple of years, you know, the amount of shots he's faced and um, the way that he's uh, had to keep the Blackhawks in games, you know, the fact that they were top of the division and uh, just a couple of years ago, um, you know, they ended up losing that series and nationally getting swept, but they, they won the division that year, and a lot of that reason was because Crawford was keeping them in games, uh, games they probably shouldn't have been in, in, in some nights, so I, I think Crawford's elevated um, you know, I think the the storyline around him for so long was he was a guy who wasn't getting enough respect, and then um, you know to be chosen to play for Canada at the World Cup, and um, and and certainly got a lot of more attention over the last couple of years. And I, I think he's starting to get his due. Uh, and then and then last year, you know, just the way that he played up until December, um, you know, he was he kept them in every game when uh, they're giving up thirty plus shots, and 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 there are a lot of quality looks in there too. So I, I think the storyline has changed a little bit, where the people know how. How important Crawford is to this team, and um, you know now more so than ever, just because of uh, you know the, the team around him isn't as good as it once was. Right, and obviously you did mention he he definitely is a starting goaltender in this league, but kind of going back to since he isn't you know necessarily one hundred percent, it's not the matter of can Anton Forsberg fill in for him while before he comes back, but how well do you think Anton Forsberg is going to do uh, while Corey Crawford's on the wayside? I think Forsberg is going to be the the number two, and the number one will be Cam Ward, who they signed in the offseason from from Carolina. Uh, they signed him to a one year, three million dollar deal, so it's you know it's probably a short uh, a short stint in Chicago. But um, they they saw someone who who's played a lot of NHL games and has experiences as a number one, and um, I think he was the insurance if uh, if Crawford wasn't able to go, and I, I, it doesn't appear that Crawford's going to be ready for the season opener, so. I think they saw, you know, Ward is a guy that can start 20 to 40 games if needed. Um, you know, he's he's had some ups and downs in Carolina. His his best days are probably early in his career. Um, excuse me, sorry. Um, but he, um, you know, he, he's probably going to be the number one. And then Anton Forsberg uh, had his chance last year. You know, if Forsberg had, had excelled when given the opportunity, even when Crawford went down, um, he, he probably, the Blackhawks may have not and gone out and got someone like Cam Ward who had that much experience and probably had it. Uh, Forsberg did that with with Crawford out, but um, you know Forsberg had a lot of ups and downs, and there were inconsistencies in there. So um, I think he starts the year as, as a number two, and if Crawford comes back, the, 
the question becomes what happens to Forsberg. It's, um, you know, he has to go through waivers, and I doubt the Blackhawks are, you know, Quinville said that he doesn't want to keep three goaltenders, so Forsberg ends up on waivers and either ends up in, in the AHL in Rockford or he ends up in another organization. So, um, you know, he'll, he'll be playing for his career, too. You know, I, he's going to give the fact that, you know, Crawford may be a few weeks away at least. You know, he'll probably get a few games and, and get a few more ch- chances in that. But um, I think to start off with, it's going to be Cam Ward's, uh, Cam Ward's net and see what he's capable of. I know tonight when they, uh, they have a, they, it's their fourth preseason game tonight, and they're going to let Cam Ward play the whole game. So, um, you know, he'll start to get, to get a better feel of this team as well. That's always important, obviously, towards the end of the preseason, getting a full game. But you, you briefly mentioned talking about Rockford there, and I saw one of your articles recently talking about uh, guys that may make this team, may not make this team. Who who in Rockford right now has an opportunity to crock the main roster? Yeah, well, the guys that I guess played in Rockford last year are still up with the Blackhawks and NHL camp. And I think Luke Johnson um, is one that's kind of been surprising where he uh, – um, uh, last year, you know, he, he started to play better for Rockford and was one of their top guys. and. Um, you know, he came into camp and, he, and he's probably taken a spot in the bottom six. Um, you know, John Hayden and Andreas Martinson, two guys that saw some NHL time last year, but end of the year with Rockford, um, you know, probably all, also bottom six guys. Um, you know, I, I think some of the newcomers, uh, not from Rockford guys they signed, or prospects coming up that are probably a little bit bigger spots. They're going to crack the lineup. You know, Dominic Cahoon, they signed from Germany. Uh, you know, he played in the German League the last few years, and they signed him in the offseason. And uh, tonight he's going to play on the top line with uh, with the Brinkett and, and Taves. So he's uh, he's kind of you know carved a, a niche for himself already, and then get a, a bigger opportunity. Then uh, you know, defensively, Henry Yokiharu, uh, the draft pick from two years ago, their first round pick. Uh, he looks like he's going to crack this lineup too. Where um, you know he was in WHL last season, and, and he's about to make that jump. And then. Um, uh, Dylan Secure is another one who, uh, played, you know, one of the better offensive prospects and a winger who was at North Northeastern University and ended the year with the Blackhawks and played five games after his college year. And he's another guy who uh, offensively could step in and probably into a top nine spot. So um, they have some young guys who who could play some some big roles. But you know, I think Dominic Cahoon, you know, especially the way that he's. Uh, you know, get opportunity on this top line, and then Henry Yokiharu. I think uh, I think he has a chance to play a top four spot on this team just because he he skates a lot better than than what they have on the roster, and, and he has some offensive upside to his game. I mean, that's one of the best part about training camp is that you get to see a lot of these young guys that you know you may not see this year or next year, but in the future, playing with you know Taves, Kane, DeBrin, Cat, guys that are currently on the Hawks. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and you get to, you know like Adam Boquist, who was their first round pick uh, this past June, you know, eighth overall pick, and he's actually still at camp. And uh, you know, Quinville's left open the possibility he makes his team. Um, you know, I, I think he's probably headed to London back to the OHL to play for the season. But yeah, he's a guy. You know, if he doesn't crack it this year, you know, a year from now. Um, he's someone the Blackhawks certainly have high hopes for, and you know they had another defense when they drafted him this first round this year, uh, Nicholas Bodin, and he was in camp for a while. So you know the Hawks, uh, you know I, I know Corey Promen from the Athletic ranked the uh, the farm systems not too long ago, and the, you know the Hawks uh, probably came in about uh, you know like twelve, thirteen, kind of a little bit uh, around the midway points, but it, it's not bad for you know a team that won a lot and hasn't had a whole lot of uh, early picks until recently. So I, I think the Blackhawks system is pretty strong, and they have some guys in Rockford, uh, especially defensemen, a lot of first-year guys in entry-level deals that they like. So, um, you know, I, I don't know if the Blackhawks will be good this year. I, you know, a lot of it still does weigh on 
um, you know Crawford and what some of this team does. But you know, I think in a few years from now, if they uh, if they can hold out and guys like Kane and Taves can, can can play at a certain level, I, I think the Blackhawks have some hope down the road where they have a lot of young, promising uh, you know prospects in the system. So, moving over from prospects to more uh, veteran talent, one player that really had a rough year last year statistically, Duncan Keith. Do you expect any back, you know, bounce back year for him this year? Yeah, I think so. I think he took last season um, personally more than a lot of the guys were. Uh, it affected him. I, I think his motivation, um, you know, you know, subsided and. Uh, you know, last year they, they struggled to find a defensive partner for him, and you know they were hoping that Connor Murphy would be that guy, and, and that didn't that didn't work out. And Jordan Osley, uh, some of it had been a healthy scratch for the first month or so, ended up being uh, being partnered with uh, with Keith for a lot of the season. So uh, Osley is playing his offside, and um, you know Osley has some skill and can skate, but. I don't think a lot of people think of him as a as a top pairing defenseman, but um, you know it was the best situation, best pairing for for Keith. So I think if they can find someone who's more uh, capable of, of playing that role this year, it would help Keith. Right now, they're playing Brent Seabrook with him. Um, in recent years, that hasn't worked out as well. You know, Seabrook's lost a bit of a step, and um, so we'll, we'll see how that plays out tonight. It'll be their first game that they're actually playing. Uh, their first preseason in the game of the year, and they'll be, they'll be paired together, so we'll get a better idea of that. But um, yeah, I, I think he, you know, took this off season seriously and was motivated after after his last year's disappointment. And um, on the other side, there, there's also reality. I mean, he, he's getting up there in age, and um, you know, the Blackhawks probably still see him as a top pairing guy just because there isn't anyone to step into that role. So um, you know, if he's playing 26 plus minutes. Um, it'll become a question whether he can he can still play that well consistency over that time. and It might be the Blackhawks' best interest to start limiting him uh, where they can, whether it's on you know on special teams or five on five or wherever. But um, but I, I think in, in general, I, I think he um, he's capable of a bounce back here. He's he's a bit of an offense, a big a bit of an athletic freak, and you know with his endurance and just one of the way he's able to skate. So. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, again, I think a lot of it comes down to the pairing and who, who they have with them. So, last thing before I let you go here, Scott, the Central Division that the Hawks are in has become, in my, my, my eyes, one of the toughest in the league. I mean, you have St. Louis who's going to have a bounce back here. Nashville and Winnipeg are up there. Minnesota can obviously still compete, and Colorado's there. Dallas, who knows with them, but where do you see the Hawks kind of finishing in the Central? Yeah, I, I think you know you have Nashville and Winnipeg at the top. Um, from there, it's uh, a little bit less, uh, un, you know, less less known. But um, you know, St. Louis certainly went out and proved themselves down the middle, and they're better with their centers. And goaltending is a little bit of a question there. But um, you know, Dallas has a lot of those guys back, and now you, now you bring in a new head coach, maybe that um, you know improve, improves them and. Um, you know Minnesota, I, they're, they're still were pretty good last year, and I don't know how much they did this offseason to improve themselves. But um, you know they're still uh, a pretty good team, and I think Colorado improved themselves in the offseason. Um, and then you look at the Blackhawks; I don't think they did a whole lot this offseason to improve themselves. It's they went out and got some veterans. They, you know they traded in Estroza, who uh, you know as part of that wholesale deal, so they they probably got a little bit worse among among their top nine. Um, again, a lot of it rolls with Crawford. If Crawford's healthy, then maybe 
Uh, maybe they're a wild card. If not, you know, maybe they're a lottery pick again. But, you know, when you look at the top of the division, especially Winnipeg and Nashville, and I, I don't think the Hawks match up with those teams. And um, you can certainly make a case that there are a, lot of, a lot of those other teams in the Central are, are ahead of them too. So I, I think best bet, uh, you know, Crawford's healthy. Things, some things click, and they're pushing for, uh, you know, maybe that third spot in the Central. Um, but that maybe that maybe that's a stretch, and, um, and maybe they're pushing mostly for that wild card spot. So, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of work ahead of them, and um, you know, the, the one luxury they do have is they have some cap space. So, you know, if they are in the mix, maybe Stan Bowman's aggressive again, and um, you know, probably has to trade a prospect or some draft picks to get someone. But they have some cap space to go get uh, maybe someone as a deadline acquisition. So, um, yeah, Crawford's healthy. You know, Saad bounces back, and Taves and Keith and. Uh, maybe they go out and get someone, but that's that's a lot of if. So, um, you know, right now, Blackhawks probably wouldn't be a team you'd be betting on to make the playoffs. Well, I mean, obviously it's going to be a tough one, but then again, we're Le- so we, we've always watched Leafs for many years, so we all we 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 feel for you guys down there in Chicago. <laughs> um, yeah, looking good. Yeah, I, you know, I I'm going to write my stories regardless. You know, I, I try to stay objective here. So, it's you know, I've covered this team for a while, and they've had a lot of successful years, and this this is what happens to. Uh, Teams as they get older, and you know when you, when you sign guys like uh, Seabrook to long term extensions, and you suddenly have Kane and Taves, they're going to go play well into their thirties, and um, you know some of these things uh, just how it play out. If you if you hold on to players, um, you know as they get older and, and pay those players a lot of money, and um, you know Blackhawks have to be smart about all their cap decisions, and um, you know it's, it's arguable they haven't been about some of those. When you look at um, you know I think the Blackhawks would have looked a lot different with Panarin and Teravainen last year. And, Go. Those are guys they traded away. So uh, some of it's on them. Some of it's just uh, you know, paying the price of success and holding on to your your core and your veterans, guys who who built you up. So um, you know the promising thing for the Blackhawks is they do have some younger guys. It just uh, it may not be right now. It may be a few years from now when some, when some of those guys are ready. Well, definitely some great insight. Thank you so much, Scott, for coming onto the show. Make sure you follow him at at by Scott Powers. That's B-Y-S-C-O-T-T-P-O-W-E-R-S on Twitter. Make sure to check him out at The Athletic Chicago. Once again, Scott, thank you so much for coming on the show and giving us some really good insight with the Chicago Blackhawks. Thanks, Scott. Sounds good. Thanks for having me, guys. Take care. Well, that was a great interview. I, You know what's funny about that was one of the things was, because, you know, a lot, of local, a lot of local reporters would like to up their team no matter what. Sorry, I'm trying to adjust my foot there. Um, but I love how he's, like, so honest. He's like, you know this team that you know they he talked about how the management didn't do a whole lot and he said I love when he said yeah well, I'm going to I'm going to still keep writing my articles and stuff and I'm like I got you buddy Jur- journalist to journalist reporter reporter I got you you got to do what you got to do to keep going Well yeah I mean <clears throat> what are you going to do I mean just well, completely embellish it and say you know Chicago what Chicago Blackhawks and no, then, you know the fact that just because they got out, just because they lost six to two tonight to the backup of the uh, Arizona Coyotes, doesn't mean anything. They're still no, I they're I don't think they're that bad. I you know the Hawks are an interesting team. I it's re- almost as bad as uh, oh who lost to Arizona twice in the preseason. Oh preseason doesn't care. Arizona probably put out their best team against someone else's AHL team. Who and cares? It was a close game. All I'm saying is this. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. For those of you who thought the Pittsburgh Penguins weren't going to win this cup this year, you're right, because it's the Chicago Blackhawks! 
They're gonna win that cup. They're gonna come back and they're gonna win it. Let's clap during the anthem. Yeah. Oh, gosh, you, for some reason you just don't like that. I don't. I sit there and stand silently or sing. That's it. You're a very opinionated person. I don't know why you don't like. It. I think it's kind of. I think it's unique. Yeah, it's unique as in the way of eunuch and tunics, and I don't trust anybody wearing a tunic. Anyways. Uh, so that's the Central Division. Uh, the Dallas Stars. You know, for a so team... Do you want to just go team by team and like go off like what we think about them? Yes, okay. I think so. Dallas Stars, Tyler Sagan, good signing. Well, it's a Great. good extension. It's, it's, they, okay, were, you they, signed okay. a piece of paper. It's and a so signing. Dallas is in an <clears throat> interesting spot. Right now they have zero defense and they cannot afford any defense. However, Jason Spezza's contract ends this year. Now, if you can somehow offload that contract onto someone and maybe then try to get a draft pick, but this this is okay. If you're if you're the Dallas Stars, you're not buying, you're not selling this year. You're holding on for dear life. You have uh, you have Mark Mathot. Well, you have Dan Hamu still around. You have Ben Bishop if he's healthy. I would. But that's that's about it on your back on your defense. That's let's be honest. I would. The, the offense is what Dallas has been riding on. And I don't think they can do that this entire season. Right. They're kind of like Toronto in the fact that their defense is a bit lacking. But <clears throat> I wouldn't say they're buying or selling. At least there's, well, at not, least there's, there's, um, there's prospects for the Leafs. There's nothing right. for the Texas Stars. Well, we, okay, we saw the Nothing series. that we Alex, paid attention it, it was, to. Alex, let's that's a Leafs watched, bias we, right we, there. No, Tyler, watched, that's Alex, a Leafs bias. I watched that series. It was Mike McKenna and the Texas Star forwards against the Marlies. There was no defense. Mike McKenna... Was stopping forty five shots a night. Well, that's just what they put on the ice. You never know that they might have prospects that are still in the in, <clears throat> juniors. juniors okay, and stuff. that's going to be years then before they even come up. Then still, all I'm saying is this: they're not necessarily buyers or sellers, but they could be traders. I Means okay, that'd be selling out. Are you getting? No, get, that's not selling. Okay, you don't you don't just trade players for no reason. Jason Spezza, that'd be a sell. You're, no. Okay. That'd be a sell. If you trade no. them, that's a sell, Alex. I'm saying traders in, in the fact of you're removing assets from your roster in exchange for assets coming into your roster. But you don't... That's not a sell. That's I, a I, trade. Okay, but I think you... I think they should... Well, okay. I'm saying they Nobody's going to take Spezza. Nobody. Exactly. That's why you're going to have to just hold out this year and just play with what you have. Hopefully you have all right. If not, you have a good draft pick next year. You find a decent prospect. Maybe you can bring him in. Maybe you can't. But then you have the, then you have the money that's offloaded with... Jason Spezza, I'm looking up his contract right now just to make sure I can have my correct numbers. It was somewhere ridiculously high for him. But then again, this contract was signed when Jason Spezza was a really good player. Um, Jason Spezza, he'll be 7.5 at the end of next season. So that'll be gone. $7.5 million you can use to find a defenseman, sign a defenseman next year. Um, who else comes off the books? Uh, Matthias Janmark. Uh uh, he can, yeah, I don't know about him. I like Brett Ritchie. I think he's got an upside. I really think, like I said, Dallas They is, have potential. Dallas is up front. They are riding on their offense right now. I could see them making playoffs. And they could. And I, if they, But here's the thing. You can only go with offense for something. We saw it with the Leafs last year. I know I'm going back to the Leafs. But that first couple months, eight goal games, seven goal games, six goal games. It worked. But it didn't work for long. And they had to learn how to play defense. Just watching those Steve Dangle videos... The wrath of God! Stand witness! But anyways, you know what I'm saying? It was yeah. like, they don't have much defense. And no, I'm sorry, guys, Dallas fans, I don't think Roman Polak's your solution on defense. Except uh, for except for in March, well, when you're in a playoff yeah. race. And I don't know if you're going to be there for that. I, I don't... You know what? I think Polak was a good, good, 
good for Dallas. I think uh, he's, he's a good he's, he's a, a good as a veteran defenseman, a great May- locker room a great locker room guy. Well, you also have to think of though, who was he playing with the entire time? Uh, Gardner, Hunwick the first year, no, Gardner, not, no, not La- Gardner. Yes, last year, last year, it was last year a lot it was of... Polak and Gardner. No, it was Hainsey. A lot no. of Hainsey. Yes. Hain- it was Hainsey and Riley. What game were you watching? Okay, yes, Hainsey and Riley, and then Gardner would be on the second pairing with, with Polak, Zaitsev, and then he got mm. hurt. And then, oh, they get all mixed up. Then Travis Dermott. I'm Travis, talk, Dur- Travis I'm Dermott to- played the right side. I'm talking towards the like the end of the season when, quote, Pollock picked up. He, he wasn't was playing st- with Gardner. Yes, he was. No, he was not. I know we'll he was we'll not. have to go look at that. But right, no, he wasn't. You're wrong. Needless to say, I think maybe if he's in a different room with a different group, he might play better. Who knows? Wait a minute. Ah. Anyway. And also for his head size, that black helmet will make it it'll, seem it'll smaller. Look, it'll look, no, it'll look bigger. Um, and it doesn't help. You know what, Dallas. My last take on them. I know you need a starting goaltender at the time when you got Ben Bishop, and you had Niemi, and you had Letton, and they weren't doing anything for you, and you got a, a, a proverbial starter in Ben Bishop. But I hate to say he's overrated. Greatly We've already overrated. gone over this. Greatly overrated. We've gone over this. So I don't know if the goaltending is going to be there. If he's there, he's great. That's awesome. But he's about as fragile as a china shop. So I don't know. I don't know what you're expecting to expect from him. <clears throat> the fact that they're paying $7.5 million, though, between him and Kadobin is hilarious. Because Kadobin, he can play well at times, but he can't play 30 games all and cannot play 30 games well. And he may have play more. Because like I said, Ben Bishop, he gets hurt too easily. That's just me, though. That's just my opinion on him. And Dallas, I don't expect them to do a whole lot, but they can. They have the offense to do so. They may hang around there for a minute, but I think towards the end of the season, when the real grind begins, I think they fall off. What are you looking at here? I just want to get on to the next team. Oh, okay. Colorado. <clears throat> now, this these, this is one of my favorites. I've got a sweet spot for them. And honestly, this year, Be- oh, they why? don't need to do a dang thing. Oh, okay. Hold on. I'll let you take your first take, and then I'll say my part. Well, I, it's third. It's another thing. Like Nathan McKinnon was amazing last year, and you had Gabriel Bork doing a little bit, and you had guys like Sven Andrigetto doing some things. You had Matt Calvert. Eh, he was kind of there, or no, Matt Calvert wasn't there. He was. No, he was. In, yeah, he was there. Uh, no, he wasn't. Matt Calvert. Yeah. He's on the roster, boys. He's on the roster now, but no, he's with Columbus. That was right. Uh, Matt Calvert may actually be able to do a little bit, but I don't know if he'll do a whole lot. They don't need to do a darn thing. However, they're deep. Katie, Carl Soderberg was actually one of my favorite guys to watch. I really, I don't, and Mika Rantanen is going to be a contract that's going to be an interesting one to sign. I don't think you can, if I get Nathan McKinnon, he's an elite player. He can play like that, and I think if he wants to be considered one of the top players in this league, he has to play like that more often. Like he'll have to do it again for the next like four or five years if he wants to be considered one of the best. Well, yeah, and that's going to be the hard part. I think he is, is already considered one of the best. I think and that's he's... why it's so hard. He's like now he is the John Tavares now, if you will, playing on a team that may or may not be underperforming team. Well, underperforming team. I wouldn't well, say that. Well, okay. I wouldn't say he's John Tavares because he's still got help in Landeskog. Soderbergh's still a good player. I mean, Tyson Yost is a great player. Tyson great Yost, ha- he has an Nico Rantanen, good player. Alexander Kufut, solid. Comfort. They have, they have upside. You got JT, yes, they Gabriel. 
These but are all good thing, players. But that was because he led the charge. But look at the Colorado's defense, though. Okay, what's wrong Eric with Eric Col- Johnson, good player. Tyson Berry. Great, great players. Ian Cole, Ian Cole good. Eh. He's good. Patrick Nemeth, good. Eh. Zed, Zed, Zedorov, sorry. He's a decent he, player, dude. These are decent players, I know, but you need more than just two defensemen that are good to make it deep in the playoffs these Tyler, days, Alex. But here's the thing, though. They're going to have to depend on this group getting in there and making it. Cause they but made, then again, well, they like, made it to the sec. No, they lost. Remember, they lost to Okay, lost this to year they need to make it to the second round. That's all they need to do. Okay. Because they're set. I don't, and here's the thing. I think they could make the playoffs, but then again, I don't oh, know. Oh, they're making the playoffs. I don't know if they I'm can. I'm saying this right now. They're making the playoffs. Don't even worry about that. Put that on your calendars. Colorado Avalanche making the playoffs. Alex, we're get, there's about four other teams about to get into here in a second that may change that otherwise. False. Semyon Varlamov, I'm not. <laughs> it's so weird. It's going to be a split. It's so weird with him. He's such a good goaltender. Doesn't matter because they've got Philip Grubauer, baby. Philip Grubauer, let's go, Colorado. And, well, that's what I'm saying. Varlamov can play well, but now you have a guy like Grubauer that can play 30 games, who can help you out if you need a night off or you, you think, hey, we have a team coming in that you know, Varlamov hasn't played well, you can give Grubauer those minutes. Not quite exactly. full-scale starter minutes, but you can give him a little bit more. They can split right down the middle if they wanted to. Uh, I, don't yep. that. I don't think so. Varlamov, I think, I think so. he's still a much better starter. I think so. But if I'm Colorado, I'm looking at it and I'm saying, you know, maybe if, if you they pick can do somebody- it again, if they can do it again, that's awesome. But... It's hard to say and look at that. The way that season went last year, they got really lucky. St. Louis had a really off year. And I, to be fair, I don't think the Pacific was as strong as it could have been, you know? I think that, honestly, the most they'll have to do is maybe pick up somebody at the deadline. You're right, but that means you're going to have to sell draft picks. And they ha- and they are going to have. Oh, they Unless have. Unless something miraculous happens in Ottawa, they're going to have that first-round pick. They're going to have a lottery pick next oh, year. Oh, they're f- they are front loaded. They got two first rounders, a second rounder, two three rounders and then but they, they don't got have their they fifth. Don't, they don't have their own fourth though. But they still have their fifth, sixth like, and do seventh. You, do you want unless you unload We've your We've talked first. about this b- before and it's been said in other places by different people. The difference between the end of the second round and the rest of the draft is That's fine, little too, but to they none. don't have the fourth round and stuff They don't like need cuz they have two But if you're going to have to, if you want to get top talent Alex especially on the back end you're going to have to give up a first round pick and guess what they're not going to want hey if you're a team that's going for the playoffs they're not going to want your first round pick because you're going to be later on in the draft they're going to want that Colorado pick or, or you the, can uh, give the them two thirds excuse me You can give them two thirds That two thirds for what a fourth pairing defenseman a third give pairing them defenseman? A, give them a third this year and a third next year I don't. It's not going to be worth it, Alex. That's the problem. That's what the hard part is with these draft picks. You don't you know, need I, to get an all-star defenseman. I don't think teach. they're ready to. I don't, don't think. I don't think they're at that point where they want to buy just to make the playoffs. Why would you do that? That's never. It's never because they're well. not going to be buying just to make the playoffs. They're going to be buying to make it to the second round. That's the a. Third. That's still a horrible thing to go after. Tyler, let, they're, let they're a mid-tier team, dude. De- yeah, exactly. But they have there is talent in San Antonio. There is abilities there that they can wait. They don't need to go for it quite yet. If they make it again, awesome. But I don't think they're at that point yet, unless they can find a big fish in the summertime next year. But they didn't. Or really maybe f- they just pick up somebody at the deadline just because. Well, if it, I do. Well, if you, 
Is it going to be an expensive player? Is it going to be a? Is going to be a top tier? He's not. He's not going to be expensive. Is it going to be a top four defenseman? Probably not because they don't have a whole lot to give up. Because if they give up any of their top players that are going to get those kind of players in return, because you know at the trade deadline, players player trade deadline and free agency, the two times a year that players are worth twice as much than they really are. Colorado's going to get just a solid, solid passer. That's what they need. A solid playmaker. I don't. It's going to cost them, and because it's going to cost it, them something they don't need to get rid of, Alex. One thing I've looked at <clears throat> past season, because I've, I've been watching highlights for some weird reason, when I can't fall asleep at night, and one team that just keeps popping up on my thing is Colorado. And if just look at their neutral zone play. Their neutral zone play is probably the best in the entire league. They okay, just, that's a lot. <clears throat> you just say you just get Colorado videos a lot. No, no, no. I'm just saying that. They just pop up, and I'm saying I've I've been watching the entire league. I'm and I'm just pointing out that they know how to get sticks in there, and it's just a matter of passing it up and getting those scoring opportunities. They just need a good player that can open up scoring opportunities and just improve what they already have. It's going to be tough because the Central Division mm. is getting tougher, a lot tougher this exactly. year. Exactly, that's why they need to get somebody at the deadline. And you know who they might get it through? The Minnesota Wild. No, they won't. Yes, they will. No, no one's stupid enough to trade in the division anymore, Alex. Oh, it's, what's wrong with trading in the division? A lot. No, there's not. Yes. There's so much wrong with trading in the division because no, now the not. fact that you play a team four times a year, you give them a division arrival that, and let's be honest, Minnesota, they're in a, by the way, I'm ending my story with this. No, no one trades in the division. You wonder why Mike Hoffman had to go to San Jose to get to Florida? That's why. Okay. Ottawa didn't want to trade in the conference. No, the division. No, they didn't want to trade in the conference. The div- conference, division, whatever. Same thing, because they didn't want to trade to Florida. Completely different things, but okay. All I'm saying is this. If Colorado picked up a player like Greg Pateran, that'd Pat- be good. No. Greg- yes. Greg Patterns. A- They're not going to get Matt Dumba. Jared Spurgeon's French. Greg Patterson is not going to be worth a first-round pick, a second-round pick. That's what I'm saying. Give him a third. Okay, Minnesota. Give him a third and change. But here's the problem. Now, let's look at it from Minnesota's perspective. You can't give up Greg Patterson because you want to know why? Because, yes, you have Ryan Suter, who... Well, let's look at their farm system. I'm going to check something here because there was something wrong with Ryan Suter, I swore. Where? Oh, what's that one player that I keep looking at? Oh, yeah, this guy right here. Right defenseman, 21 years old, still got two years left on his uh, entry level. Gustav Boraman. Have you seen this guy? Who? Gustav Boraman. Who? He's a right defenseman. He's a good player. If you go and watch him down in Iowa, good guy. Um, Solid. So Could play in the NHL next year. Minnesota is in a spot of where... Matt Dumba's going to be the number one guy for, for he's going to probably look to play the big minutes. And that's what I think the reason why they're looking at him. He's a young defenseman. He's got a lot. The defense in Minnesota is actually really not, it's pretty solid. Uh, James, uh, Jonas Broden is really good. Jared Spurgeon, that's a really good second pair. Um, Suter and Dumba. But Suter right now, he's going to, he should be coming back by the time regular season starts. Yes. He's rehabbing the heck out of it right now. I don't expect him to be 100% by the time the regular season starts, so that may be... They're not going to the, push the, him. I don't think they're going to start as well as they as they could, you know? And Greg Pattern, I think that's a... He's a solid third-pairing defenseman, but I... Do you, want, do you want me to give me my complete honesty? 
I think Ryan Suter's not going to start the regular season, and your first line is going to be Matt Dumba and Jonas Brodin. Uh, could be. No, I think uh, Jared. No, Jared Spurgeon's right handed. That's right. Correct. Mundo Cienrito. Uh, what was I looking at? Ryan Suter. Um, and Jonas Brodin. He's another player that I would love to have either on the Colorado Avalanche or the Leafs. Well, so Ryan Suter is skating right now. It's his uh, his ankle that was the the issue. That Minnesota, don't push him. I love you. Well, he's been skating for over a week now, so that's not game ready, though. Give well, him a couple more I, weeks, please, and thank you. Well, no, it, it was. Last, Do you want him no, to die? It was last week. He was able to allow to be um, doing full full practice at training camp with what, contact. Um, let's see here. Sarah McClellan. He, what jersey was he wearing? Sarah McClellan of the Star wrote. I'm trying to look. Because he can't wear a red jersey. That's one of their practice sweaters is red. Feel great. It was fun. No protection surrounding the foot. Smashing. Uh, smashing the. Was he full contact? Top position on the net. Selling tape, tape, passport. Like it doesn't say. Okay, so if he didn't have any protection on it, I'm going to say that he. It was. Uh, you know, I contact. I don't think. Here's the thing. They may go. He may go opening night, but I don't think he'll be ready. I don't think he'll be 100. percent He's not going to get full minutes. I don't think exactly. I don't. He's going to be there for the opening ceremony. That's what. That's okay, what's up. Okay, you just have this. this rid- you have the most ridiculous pr- not, uh, prediction sometimes. What? What is Zach Parise's case? Because I know Zach Parise had a broken sternum. Oh, he'll be Z- fine. No, he won't. Here's the thing about Zach Parise. I. He's a nice guy. He means well. He's not worth a single dime that he's making on that team. You know, l- let's be. I, Miko I, Koivu doesn't deserve the Miko money. Miko Koivu got. is. Well, Miko Koivu's been there a lot. He's a guy that produces, and he leads this team. And I don't, and that's why I think Zach Parise. I'm like, okay, he can maybe he's a great locker room guy, but he makes so much stinking money that it's like you see that and you're like, he only puts up this many points. He only puts up. I, I I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm taking a guess out of this one. 55, 60 points. I'm gonna take a look here. He put up a total of let's see, last year. Uh, 24 points in 42 games. Garrett, he was hurt. Uh, the year before that, 42.69 games, 53.70 games, 62.74 games the year before that. How many games did he play in that second year? Uh, you mean 2015, 2016? Yeah. 70. No, he's at? He's one at, before that. Uh, 69 games, 42, 42 That's points. That's what we're looking for. Nice. But you know, I'm telling you, Alex, if you're making $7.7 million, oh, I completely agree you, with should you. Not, you should be getting more than 55, 60 points a season. Oh, I completely you agree with you. I don't like Zach Parise. I don't. I and think he's just a he's just another Taylor Hall. I let's see. Zach Parise, Taylor Hall, and uh, Dustin Brown. Three guys that don't deserve the money that they do. It sounds like he's getting close to being ready to go here. I don't I, you had a cracked sternum. That's just something you just don't get over in a few months, you know? That he's well, yeah, you have that, a surgery and then you figure it out. You have to like he's gonna have to wear extra protection up there or something, because you're gonna take a hit. If you're gonna get caught in the open ice, it's gonna get hit right there again, and it ain't gonna feel too good. Well, it's the same. It's a, well, one of my friends, uh, somebody that I used to march with, you know, in marching band, right, had a hole in his lung. Still marched, still worked fine. You you can do that though, but like in physical, I'm talking physical play. If you get if your sternum's cracked, it may have healed or not, because that's bone. It's not muscle where you can you know work it, massage, or try to get it stronger. Well, yeah, that's it, bone. You it's have just to gonna take time. Sit. He'll be fine. Um, other, you know what? Minnesota just has this offense that's just secretly good. Like, look, Michael Michael Granlin, who is just, he's just, he's fun to watch. I love watching him. Jason Zucker, who is wild hockey all day. Wild hockey all day. 
Mika Koivu can still put up points. He's Yes, he's getting up in there in age, but I think, he's still a capable player. But here's the thing, though. He's better than Parise. You can say that. Well, yes, I can say that he's better Parise, or better than Parise, but I'm just saying that they, they score as many goals as they need to. They don't score a numerous amount of goals. They don't get a numerous amount of points because they have a solid back end. I don't know if Eric Stahl can pull off the same year he had last year. That was a ridiculous... I, don't even talk to me about any Stahl, period. I don't want... No. Eric Stahl. It was so it was so interesting to see that because like, you're thinking, like, hey, it's 2007 Eric Stahl again. But now it's like, can he do that again? He's 33 years old. He's not dirt, but he's... You know? He's... He's got one more year left on this contract, then he's going to be a UFA. Uh, Get out. I'm not saying that he can't play. I'm just saying Minnesota, don't. Hey, what if take he that paper, take that money, go sign somebody else. You never, hey, maybe he maybe puts up 60 points again. He's not making 3.5. That's for darn certain. Nino Niederreiter can still play. He's still a Swiss Superman in my mind, at least in hockey. Uh... Charlie Coyle, he's not super impressive, but he can play. Marcus Fleano is just fun to watch because I love a tough guy like that. I hated when the Leafs played him in Buffalo. He's just a really strong guy, a guy that gives a lot of heart to his team. Joel Erickson Eck, it could be the fact that he's got two last names, but I just hate playing against him. I hate watching him because he just does these little things as a center. He's really good on the draws. He's a real tough player to play in the defensive zone, and for some reason, I'm always scoring at least one or two goals against you. Somehow, it's just by himself. He's the third line shutdown center that can he scored. Kind of like, kind of like a Nazem Kadri, just not with the same amount of success, I guess. Not the same amount of points. I Minnesota's in a weird spot. They got they barely squeaked in playoffs last year, and I'm gonna say this, it's all gonna come down to Devin Dubnik. Yeah. It's going to come down to Devin Dubnik. I really think this is he's a younger player, or not? Sorry, I was looking at Erickson X stats. Um, well, yeah, he's a young player. Dubnik had such an interesting year. He came on Minnesota. He started becoming like the best goaltender in the league. And then he all of a sudden kind of had an off year. I don't say an off year, but not not the greatest year last year. He, let's see, it's, uh, let's see he had a 918 and a 252 last year with Minnesota in 60 games. The year before that, he had 2.25, 9.23. His first year when he went to Minnesota after he got traded from Arizona was in 39 games. He had a 1.78 and a 9.36. Holy cow. And he's been their starter ever since, and he's been good, but he hasn't been superb as he was that first year. And Alex Stalock's the backup, and Stalock has kind of been this kind of swervy, derby, roller coaster type of goaltender who can win you a game or two, but then he can kind of just absolutely stink for you. And then he can stand up and play really well, and then he'll have a bad game for you. So, goaltending, yeah. of course, like we, we, when we talked to Scott about Corey Crawford, goaltending is the most important thing. If you have no good goaltending, you'll be bad. Right. You well, like, uh, yeah. And that's why I think it, it starts out with Dubnik, and then it moves up through the top of the defense, and then you have a good forward group for Minnesota. But they didn't make a whole lot of moves, so I don't know if they're going to get any better. But then again, I don't, know if, I don't think they're going to get any worse. Well, let's move on to St. Louis. <clears throat> Doug Armstrong eh. is a G. He's a G. You got Tyler Bozak out of it. Eh. You get Ryan O'Reilly for, what was it, uh, Vinny Stoutlock, or um, Trocheck and... Um, two picks. Two picks. There was someone else involved in the deal. It was his first round and third round? Vincent Trocheck and... No, first round and second round. And I'm going to have to look at Buffalo's cap for now because I have to figure out who the heck they... Who was in that deal? Neil Sledge, keep her moving. I mean... Let, 
I don't expect Patrick Berglund, thank you. I don't uh, expect a lot out of him. They should be better, but the They're gonna be good, but they're not gonna be great. Jake Allen is a really good goaltender. He is better than Carter Hutton. But now he doesn't have that buffer that Carter Hutton gave him. Carter Hutton was the had the ability to go in there when that Jake Allen couldn't when he wasn't performing well and step up and be obviously capable of being a starting goaltender because that's what Buffalo's buying into now. I don't think Jake Allen can put up the same numbers every all the time. He he's had those cold stretches that are just ice cold and let, let's be honest, St. Louis for goaltending what are you looking at? You're, are you looking at you're looking down the depth chart and you're looking at what Jordan Binging, Binnington? Sorry, can't well, say his name right. I mean, I just they're yeah, going to be Jordan. okay. There's Chad, not. There's I mean, not. Chad, Chad Johnson. Now Chad Johnson though, who they just signed. Well, I, I mean, we don't. A, he's a decent goaltender. Well, we don't need. He outplayed Jonas Hiller for a little bit in Calgary. Well, I mean, we don't need to get into the nits and picks. Just like they're not going to do so good. Okay. I, you know, it's so just hard to keep her moving. Well, we got a little time left here. We're I got homework I got to do. I have a quiz. I have a quiz tomorrow, dude. Okay. Well, can I go I got, more? Can, I got stuff I got to do. Okay. Long story short, you still have you have Tarasenko, or if he's Tarasenko no show, that's not my problem. Alex Steen, who can still play. Braden Shen, who can still play. David Perron, who they just got back from Vegas. Patrick Maroon can still chang and bang in there. Robbie Fabry, if he's healthy, okay. Boy, Shoshnikov's there. I like him. Of course, I've always liked him. And then they have a good D. De- they still have a good D core, even if they get rid of Shattenkirk. Petrangelo, Periaco, Joel Edmondson, Jay Bullmeister. Carl Gunnarsson's still playing in this league. I don't know how. But other than that, I think St. Louis, they should be better. They should. I think they should make the playoffs. That's why I think them and Minnesota are going to really fight it out for that third no, spot. I don't think so. Nashville, let's move on to them. They- Holy <laughs> jumping. If they had not met Winnipeg, they would be in the Sonic Finals. Because they would have beaten Vegas if Vegas wasn't there. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, let's be honest. This team is. Still, I don't want to go back into history, but like they, they're they're so good. They're still one of the most formidable. That's why. That's this, just. That's, that's why the divisions are so tough. You have the Atlantic that has Tampa, Toronto, Boston. Then you have the Central that has Saint. They have Nashville, Winnipeg. And then kind of St. Louis from Minnesota. And it's perfect. And it's just so tough now to win in that division because now, like you said, those two top teams will have to play each other. And I know. And that's what I and love. It's like it's that's why I want the, don't like it, though. Those teams should be playing in the conference final. But at the same time, though, it's it's a matter of... in round two. It's a matter of, if you think about it, you want the best from every place, right? Well, you're so not going to get the best series every single time. Uh, when it's Winnipeg and Nashville, when you're yeah. gonna have we're gonna have the second and third best teams in the conference face off against okay. each other in the second. Go round. back to the Vegas Golden Knights Winnipeg Jet series. It went one game for Winnipeg, and then oh my gosh, what the heck happened to Winnipeg? Exactly. What happened? The only Con- re- what happened to Connor Hellebuck? We'll the only reason why that series sucked is because Winnipeg showed up, didn't show up for the other. Three games because they got, four games I think what happened was they got a little too they got a little too excited after that first win when they whooped Vegas up and on the ice and said hey these guys aren't anything we're here to play for real and so then you they got, just and then Vegas came out and played harder the next four games so you have Winnipeg and Nashville which by this point is just a talent based rivalry that could be if they were in separate conferences they that could be a Stanley Cup matchup I'm serious I'm not joking well yeah but their geography dude. Well, no, Geography, okay. my dude. I'm saying that's why I'm saying if they were in different, if they're in different conferences, whatever, blah, blah. If they if they could meet in the Seneca finals, they would have. Well, yeah, they would. 
because go to what it should have been. They still have Nashville still has the best decor I think in the league, hands down. PK Subban, Roman Yossi, yeah, yeah, Matias um, Ekholm. That's um, just they're just so deep. And Pecorini is going to be the question mark. He always is the question mark because they still have the offensive stack of they have Philip Forsberg, they have Ryan Johansson, they have so much up front. Don't forget just, Kyle Turris. Kyle Turris, they just got last year. He's still there. He's still racking up points. Like Dude, no he's gonna out. he's there until his UFA's year is twenty four, twenty five. Dude, he's on. there. Come on, guys. This team is ready to win the Stanley Cup. They just can't run into a lucky team. Well, not I can say lucky team in Winnipeg, but they just can't. That's why the playoffs are just so dumb. You'll end up running into a team that you that you thought, hey, maybe we could beat in the regular season, but then you play them in the playoffs, and the playoffs is a completely different setup. I just, oh, yeah. They have such a good... They have Victor Harvinson who lights up points. Nick Benino, who can still play. Cal Yarncrock, who's a good fourth-line center for a team. Here's my question. Colton Sissons, who's still there. Here's my question for you. What? Biggest thing that has been on my mind out of Nashville. This is the last year on Pecorino's contract. Pardon me. I said Dan Hamish plays for Dallas. I apologize. Plays for Smashville now. Could continue. Pecorino, last year at cap hit of $7 million... I think he's making less. It depends how he does this year. That's why. That's why some players, like I said, same thing with Eric Carlson. Same thing with. Because look at his ba- look at his backup. You have you say Soros. You see Soros is a fun goaltender to watch because he's so small and he's quick and agile. He's a really good backup. I don't think he can play starting minutes in this league. No, 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 no. He I'm, can't play. He can't. You can't expect him to play 55, 40 games or fifty five, sixty games. I'm just saying. You can. He can play like thirty. 35. Yeah, he's going to he's going to have to lighten the load for Pecorino. That's why I'm that's why I'm saying Pecorino, it's it all for this team right now, it all starts with him. I mean, he's and, a dying breed. That well, that's, kind of goalie. Well, that's not the problem. Oh, there's always goaltenders. Well, yeah, it is there's, because there's look, always goaltenders. He's 35 years old. He's not getting any younger boys. And that's why I'm saying if they want to be able to make it to the finals, he's going to have to be more consistent and that's been his problem. He can he'll look like a Vesna goaltender at one point. And then he'll look no more than a coast league goaltender at some point. He's he'll just be, he'll make fifty five saves one night and get scored six on third on thirty shots the next night. That's just how he is sometimes. He can go on long stretches. Don't get me wrong; it's not back and forth. Or else they would never make the playoffs. He just needs. He will go on long stretches, but it's that he'll play like that series against Pittsburgh in the Cup final when they were in Pittsburgh. He played garbage. Went to Nashville, played amazing. Went to Pittsburgh, played garbage. Came to Nashville, played really good. Got screwed on a goal. Yeah, they got screwed when Nashville scored, but they didn't. But, like, it starts with Pekka, and I don't, I'm not sure if he can keep it up. The only way they're making it to the cup finals if they, if Pekka can stop a point shot from Winnipeg. Fact. You think they're going to play again in the cup? Oh, playoffs? absolutely. You think they're going to meet up again? Absolutely. I'm looking forward to that. I, I wish want it would be in the conference again. finals, man. Um, so, then, so I guess we should move up to Winnipeg. Yep. So. The Winnipeg J-E-T-S. The money train. Money train. Woo! Woo! Come on, my boy. You want some money. You want some money. Connor Hellebuck's get some money. Connor Hellebuck, as I said before, uh, he played two really good series, and then he forgot to show up for the series against Vegas. Um, Because I guess we're going to start off with him. I just... Winnipeg is just this team... These this central division is redonkulous, guys. It is. That's why it's so good, and that's why it's perfect the way it should 
is and should be. That's why they should have four. They should have four teams. That's why if you just add one team to the Central Division, guess what you'll have? You'll have thirty-two teams. Then you can have the top four play each other, and you can just sit there and just watch those two series. Tyler, you can't goodness. add any more teams to the Central Division geographically. Fine, the move next... someone from the Pacific into the Central, or from the Atlantic into the Central. Because or... unless you move, <sighs> I don't want to say it because I. At this point, I kind of have a sweet spot for them. Don't say it. Unless you moved Arizona to Houston. Oh, God. That's, isn't that the possibility? It's possible. And Houston would be a definitely a interesting hockey market. Them versus Dallas. One state rivalry. Maybe. If it works out. I mean, if they're, both teams are good. Well, let's keep on the Jets here, shall we? Speaking I'm of, sorry. Speaking of the you know former... You know, the before Arizona Coyotes Winnipeg Jets. Post-Thrashers Winnipeg Jets. Um, yes, the Thrashers Jets organization. Mark Shifley, Nikolai Ehlers, Blake Wheeler, Brian Little, Matthew Perot, and Adam Lowry are all going to be there for two more seasons. Three more seasons, pardon me, through 2021. So pretty much two because, you know, lockout. This team is not This team is not just going to be good this year. This team's going to be good for a while. Now, you look, don't get me wrong, you're going to lose Jacob Truba next year because he just doesn't want to be there anymore. Or excuse me, Winnipeg will pay him as Winnipeg will pay him as much as he wants. Tyler Myers, Tyler Myers next year. Maybe I don't think not. anybody's gonna pay him what he wants. That's the problem. That's what he, he's gotta he, understand. He's looking at Dustin Bufflin and he's like, this dude's like almost a decade older than me, and he's making like two point one million more dollars than me. This is ridiculous. I'm glad you can do math, Alex. Good for you. <laughs> I'm acting as Jacob Trupa. I know, but you're doing the math because you're looking at his 5.5 compared to Dustin Bufflin's 7.6. Well, yeah, because... Don't I, forget, when he signed that 7.6, Alex, Dustin Bufflin was worth 7.6, and I still think he's a top-tier defenseman. Mm. That's why long-term contracts, man. Nine! Um, they still have the best... Like, uh, compared to Nashville, the second-best defense core in the league. Bufflin, Trupa, Myers, Kulikov, Morrissey. Get on my level. Look at this! Like, this team should win. And if Connor Hellebuck does what he did last year, and Lorraine Berthois does a good job backing up like he should, this team's going to be the Stanley Cup champions. No. Dude. Okay, where is, where is the East weak spot? The East is too big. Show me this weak spot, Alex. Where is this weak spot you speak of? You want the weak spot? All right. Ready for it? I'll give it to you right now. Adam Lowry. Nope. Matthew Perot. Nope. There's your weak spot in the playoffs. No, they weren't. The, and okay, Connor Hellebuck. You have... Two guys and that can Connor play Hellebuck. Chair. Okay, if Connor Hellebuck just decides, to, like you said, if he just doesn't sh- completely flake out in the end of the playoffs, then fine. But then again, that's why the experience helps. You learn, hey, it's more than just you have to win all sixteen games. You can't just win one game in the series. Think, hey, we're going to go to the finals now. No, you got to focus one game at a time. That was the problem. I, this team is learning. That's why teams. You'll never. It's rare that you see a team. Vegas last year was just this. Hey, we're here in the finals. But most teams that make it and actually earn that spot to get to the finals and win the cup, they have to go through heartache. They have to get beaten down to say, hey, we have to go up a level higher. Okay, level I, have higher. A qu- I have a, a question for you. A level higher before you get there. I have a Winnipeg question for is you. right, they're on that cusp, man. Okay, I have a question for you. What do you here, mean? Here comes your dumb question. What do you mean by actually earn like the spot of, well, going, you go- of going to the final? Everybody earns a spot. They play the series. This is why they I said the dumb games. question because you take it out of series severe context. It's they don't just make it that first year. And yes, Vegas did earn their spot. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they did not earn it. But Thank I'm saying, you. That's but all I'm I wanted you to say. That's they, all I wanted you to say. They, Winnipeg. 
they don't make the playoffs. They don't make the playoffs. And then they make it to the conference finals, but they ran into a magical Cinderella run, and they got ousted. They realized, we got to go a step higher. We got to go a step higher. And it's not just adding players to make them better. It's learning, say, hey, we got to know what time to bring it up another level. That's why I don't think the Leafs really... Yes, Winnipeg fans are bringing this back to the Leafs. That's why I don't think the Leafs need to add anything. They got John Tavares, which is great, but they are learning. They're learning as they go. And that's why I think Winnipeg right now is right now the cup, the Stanley Cup favorite. Right now, no. on this place, no. this time, this place, no. you Winnipeg. Can't, you can't do it, John uh, Kennedy. The, they are the cup favorites. No. They will win here now. Your Kennedy is off, dude. If not, it's do it for high. Winnipeg. Do it for yourself. That makes no sense. Jets are still going to. Jets I, am I, are my pick right now to win the cup. I think you're done. Right now. There's this Eastern bias, and it's just not media. It's not just media, should I say. Let's go. That's to not even Eastern bias. It's the Western Conference. No, I'm saying that there is an Eastern bias, and I'm talking not just in, like, media. I'm talking in talent, too. The East is too good. The East is really good, yes. But I just feel like, I mean, we're going to probably go into this more next week, but I really think that Winnipeg is just so strong. And Washington... Washington played Vegas. They just had more experience. They had more there. Vegas kind of ran out of gas. Winnipeg just, they, they didn't know how to win. They didn't know what it took. So let's go over to the, right, Paci- so now let's we're go going the Pacific. Let's go to the Pacific. Before the, I the fall Pacific. asleep over here. Can we just talk about how the Arizona Coyotes have three six-round picks? They have Columbus. Well, which John t- Chaka is sitting on his computer right now saying, all right, okay. John Chaka is playing cat-friendly armchair GM right now, trying to figure out how he can make his team better. And I don't know, and Arizona is, they were supposed to be, they were supposed to make a better jump last year. They were supposed to move up. Don't get me wrong, they played well in the second half, but then again, at that point, nobody was taking them seriously. So Nobody's going to take them seriously, dude. And that's why I think they they should be better. Antti Ranta is not that bad of a goaltender. He got hurt and it, it hindered him all year. It's not just a goalie, though. It's I'm going through the team right now. You don't you. need to. Yes. Why? Because they shouldn't be this bad. They should not be this bad. Okay, you look at a team on paper. Okay. It shouldn't be bad. You have Michael Grabner, who's pretty decent. Dave Bullen, pretty Derek decent. Dave Derek Stepan. Well, no, Dave Bullen's on IR. Quote, on, quote unquote, Dave. Marion Hosa, freaking okay. no, legend. Dave, Dave Bullen and Marion Hosa aren't playing there anymore. I know. Um, you okay, but still, you still have you still have, Alex you still have Vinny Hanovostroza. No, you're just get, you're just gonna start naming off names here. I'm, no, I'm not. He you played. Can't say his name because he's got a weird name. You say it first time. Go, Vinny Hanovostroza. Hanovostroza. But I'm saying like that's not a player that's really the, the guy you're looking for. I'm talking like at least like Grabner, Galchenyuk, Brad Richardson can play a few minutes. Clayton Keller is still on his entry level contract. Christian Dvorak. Is as a great playmaker and with an upside. Dylan Strom has not even come close to hitting his potential yet, and he has still a lot to do. And look at their defenseman, Oliver Ekman Larson, who is far far. If he had stayed, if he had not stayed in Arizona, he would have definitely got paid bank. Alex Goligoski, who sells a lot. Jason Demers came over from San Jose. He's still a good defenseman. Nick Jalmerson, he's getting older, but he can still play well and he can still put up solid minutes for you. And Darcy Kemper needs to come back. No, but I'm just saying, like Arizona is, they're going to be better. Now, no. I don't know if they're not going to be playoff. No, they're, they're not. They're not going to be playoffs, but they're, not they're going be to better. be better. How? They they're going to win five more games? 
they may win 10 more games. I'm saying, like, there's going to be improvement this year, and you're going to see it. It's not going to be like last year where it took them 20 games to win a regulation game, okay? This is going to be a team that is going to be much better on the ice because there's actually talent there, and they're going to actually be able there to There has been talent there. Well, last year was just a whole kerfuffle of what the heck is going on, but... The now only thing, the only thing that's so, good in Arizona so right now year. is anti Rants pets. They ad, they added so much last year, and it didn't help that Rants got hurt. It didn't help that they had to look at Louis Domingue for a little bit, and they had to get rid of him. But you look at this team, and they have a decent amount of players. They, I'm not like I said, I'm not saying they're going to be a 500 team. I'm not saying they're going to be a playoff team. I'm thinking though they're going to be much more competitive throughout the entire season. Or the exception of the, like the last half of the season where they won like what five games in a row or something like that, and that was strictly because no one was taking them seriously. They are going to be a better team this year. I don't like I said I don't have super expectations, but they should be better. That's what I'm going to say about the Coyotes. I joke about them all the time and how garbage their franchise is, but the talent and the players—they're actually a decent hockey team who could be great in a real hockey market like Quebec City, Anaheim, the Quacks. The not-so-mighty quacks of Anaheim. Eh. They made the playoffs last year somehow. Somehow they got to third in the division. That's uh, ca- Another that's team ca- that looks good on paper, Buck. But Getzloff's getting old. Corey Perry's older than dirt. They're the same age. Like I said, Ryan Kessler's older than both of them. Ryan Kessler is a hunk of turd. I can go into that. I can go into that freaking We're Livonia. We're not going into that. That Livonia ungrateful. We're you know what. just... No, I can. I'll 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 say it to his face. Ryan Miller, yeah. Okay, Ryan. Okay, John Gibson, who they just signed to a super long extension for six point four million dollars. He is more fragile than Ben Bishop, and that says a lot about John Gibson because he's such a good goaltender. He was a great junior goaltender. He had such potential, and we've seen it in the past where he can play. And he can be one of the best. He actually had one of the, some of the most shots, I think, exception of Freddie Anderson, I think second or third most shots against out of any goaltender in the National Hockey League. But he just can't stay healthy. You can't ride on Ryan Miller anymore. You haven't been able to ride on Ryan Miller for years. St. Louis learned that the hard way when they traded for him at the deadline, and guess what? He stunk up the joint in St. Louis. He had to go to Vancouver. He was so bad, okay? Goaltending-wise, they have the talent there, but they just don't. They're just not going to have the consistency. There's just no way, no way, no bones about it, guys. Okay. I I think John Gibson's a fantastic goaltender. I just don't think he can play more than fifty games a season without straining a hip, right? Pulling an ankle, straining and killing something. I don't know. Something pulled, something broke. I don't know. Fractured. I don't know. And you look at Corey Perry, Ryan Getzloff. I'm getting up there. Kessler's getting up there. Adam Henrique can still play. Andrew Cogliano, let's be honest, he should still be going on his, his Iron Man streak right now. Uh, Ricard Raquel, a young kid with a good upside. How this team made the playoffs last year still makes me laugh. I just, I think it was a mixture of Calgary falling off a cliff and the rest of the division just being absolute shite. I can honestly say that because Edmonton was nowhere near close. L.A. somehow made the playoffs because they just had this run towards the end. We'll get to them in a second, but Anaheim is, they're not, I think they missed the playoffs this year, guys. I, I don't, unless they have some crazy Ryan Getzoff and Corey Perry are riding off into the sunset and put up 50, 60 points between the two, or each, excuse me. But I don't, I don't see this team going far for long. I, I think the time is running out on, air, on the Anaheim Ducks for sure. Yeah, and I think there's, 
If there's any team that's going to beat them out this year, and... And who should have beaten them out last year. Los Angeles? The Los Angeles Kings. The team that finished 8th and John and by and then lost to the Vegas Golden Knights. By that I mean Jonathan Quick lost to Marc-Andre Fleury. In the, the most team rid- that refuses to trade picks. The most ridiculous series between goaltenders I've ever seen. The most ridiculous sweep I've ever seen. What Ilya Kovalchuk. See, that's why I'm thinking this team... I'm Okay, I'm not saying Kovalchuk is going to be the guy to, to change this franchise around and send him back to the glory days of 2012-2014. Well, no, but because they be still better. have... They're going to be a lot better. You have Andre Kopitar, who was... who? What was the thing last year? Wasn't he like 20 points ahead of the next guy on the team in points? Something like that. It was that. something crazy. Uh, Kovalchuk... Who knows? He's he's been looking. Everyone says he's been looking okay in the preseason. It's gonna be a change back. It's it's gonna take him a minute to get back into game speed. I think, especially on the, uh, American, on the American. I think we're fine. You're right. If he gets open on the power play, yes, he can still shoot the puck. Heck yeah. Dustin Brown is looking better, but I don't think he can keep it up for long. He had a he had a good end of the last year. Um, uh, he's just um, Zach Parise in a different jersey with a different name. No, because Dustin Brown doesn't get hurt. Like, it, I'm well, talking. They, I'm talking in conversion rate. Well, I just think. Well, under John, ever since Sutter got fired and John Stevens took over, Dustin Brown has played a lot better. He's looked a lot better. He's. He's. I'm not saying he's looked like he was in his prime, but he's looked better. Jeff Carter. He's still. He's still a guy that can put up points for you. Tyler Toffoli is still there, but after that, it kind of. Kyle Clifford can. He's a good grinding guy for you and gives you your best, but. The top half of L.A. is really good. The bottom half really falls off. That's all I can really say about that. You got def- Drew Doughty. Defensively. Yay. Yes, you still have Drew Doughty. You were able to sign him because, my goodness, if that if that contract had gone to the wayside, man, $11 million. Good golly. Drew still Doughty. got Dion Phaneuf for three years. Yep. And Alec Martinez, then, uh, that's a player that I like because he, he just converts. He does what he he's needs. A, he's a good passer. He knows what he needs to do. Doesn't put up many points. He doesn't need to put up many points. 25 points last year is actually not too bad. 39 be- year before that. Um, he just He's supposed to be just a, tough, just a solid... He's a real second, player that second, plays second, his second, roles. You a know. solid second, third-pairing defenseman, which is what you need on some teams. You need that. You don't need to have a guy that can you know put up 40 minutes because that's why you have Drew Doughty. And Deanna Phaneuf. No, I'm kidding. Right. Uh, Jake Muzzin's... He's a good third, second, third-pairing defenseman. He's going to probably play a second pair of minutes unless L.A. goes out of their way to get somebody, but L.A. has... Uh, oh, they actually have uh, $4 million in room, so they could get somebody. They have six contracts left. I remember at one point, though, they were, like, close to losing the cap, I think they got rid of a couple players. Um, Jonathan Quick's not Jonathan Quick anymore, despite what we saw in the playoffs last year. He can't... He's not 20... He's not consummate Jonathan Quick anymore, and I don't think Jack Campbell can play... Jack Campbell who was this world junior goaltender who came out and was like, hey, he plays well in the world junior. He's going to be the guy. He got drafted by Dallas, and he went to Texas, and he, well, he played, but he wasn't really good. Comes over to Ontario. And for, excuse me, L.A.'s Ontario, not Ontario, Canada. Looks all right. And Louie just got the job because they needed a backup. They needed someone to play goaltender behind Jonathan He's Quick. just young. Let He's the 26 por- years old, Alex. Okay. I know it takes goaltenders a while, 
But this has taken a lot longer for this kid. How long did it take for until Jonathan Quick became, quote, Jonathan Quick? How many years did it take? Uh, that would have been... How old was he? 2010? I, I, I say 2010 is when L.A. started to come back around. So we're going to say... So he was... Eight years ago. So he's 24 years old. Exactly. 24, 25 years old. He's Carey Price is around the same age. Ben Bishop, I guess, was kind of the same age. But I don't think Jack Campbell is going to be the goaltender that everyone expected him to be. That's what I'm trying to say. He's a good goaltender. He works hard, but he's never going to be a great goaltender. He'll be a backup. He'll make maybe a million dollars, two million dollars tops in, in one season in his career. But goaltending-wise, with if Jonathan Quick can play well, they can make the playoffs, but I don't see them going too far. I don't see them making it. They can maybe win a playoff round if they catch a, a weak team or if they have a good series for quick, but I don't expect them to make it deep into the playoffs. I don't think they really want to work. I mean, they could probably try to make a move at the deadline, but I don't think it's going to be worth it, though. What are you looking at? Oh, I'm just ready for the next team. Ready for the next team. San Jose Sharks. And you didn't wear your shark shirt. No, because it's dirty. Tisk tisk. Dude, I got other stuff that I got to do in life. I'm not going to spend my entire week preparing to wear one shirt. You can wear a dirty shirt for a few hours. No. This kid's got a shark shirt, by the way. I should have said that. I do. Um, Old shark so, shirt. So, did this team... This team was good. Did this team become on, a on, playoff no, contender? Uh, uh, yes. No, this team was a playoff contender before. Okay. In the no, fact that, I'm still talking. Okay, well, then figure it out. Spit it out. After... Once they got Evander Kane last year in the trade deadline, and he started lighting up points with Joe Thornton, and then they went into the playoffs, and they beat Anaheim around like they were nothing. They played Vegas pretty darn tight. They played him a lot tighter, I think, Winnipeg did. Let's be honest. San Jose went, was a really good team that could maybe do something in the playoffs, you know, catch some teams off guard. They went from being a tough team to play in the playoffs to, all right, are they going to make it to the finals? With one trade. They were going to be a great team, a good team before, a team that could possibly win the division too. Holy cow, guys. Are we going to see Winnipeg and San Jose in the conference final? Because let's be honest. The Eric Carlson trade, and the fact that they didn't give up Jack squat to get him, let's be honest. They didn't give up anything. They gave up a lot of assets. They gave up, in numbers-wise, they gave up six assets. But they didn't really give up a whole lot. A couple draft picks, Chris Tierney, a couple other prospects. But... Getting Eric Carlson on that back end, which is already one of the most, one of the toughest right now in the league to play against. This is going to be a team that's going to, I'm not going to want to play them. I don't, if I'm in that division, I'm sitting there thinking, we have to play these guys four times this year. Hey, bug. What? Brent Burns. Yeah, exactly. Brent Burns, Mark Edward Vlasic, Eric Carlson, Justin Braun, Brandon Dillon can put up good minutes for you. Martin Jones is still playing fantastic sleepishly behind you know he's kind of he's the most untalked about southern california goaltender right now and he should be talked more a lot aaron dell is quietly one of the best backups in the league five foot nine of them five foot ten whatever he is here's the thing about um oh frick i can't even think of his name because i'm brent burns mark no, not... classic justin braun brendan dillon martin jones martin jones okay he gets talked about probably a whole lot we just don't hear it I don't, oh, here's the thing, but like, okay, yes, Eastern Price, blah, 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 blah. But he is, you saw him in the playoffs last year. He just looked so good, and he looked like, and you looked, finally, 
did the pupil pass the did the Padawan pass the pupil? Has the student now become the teacher? Because remember, he backed up Jonathan Quick, and now all of a sudden, he's better than Jonathan Quick. In my eyes, at least. I'd rather have Martin Jones on my team than Jonathan Quick right now. Absolutely, hands down. I would have Jonathan Quick on my team, period. You wouldn't or would? Oh, wouldn't. I think I said would. No, would not. And then you look up front. Yes, don't get me wrong, Logan Couture is an overpaid player now. Well, he will be next year, pardon me. Evander King may have gotten paid a little too much, but he, they still put up points. Joe Pavelski puts up a lot of points. Tomas Hurdle. He's kind of wavy, but he's in there. Joe Thornton can he can't skate, but he can make passes, make plays. Um, Jonas Donskoll, he's he's a pretty good, another good player. Uh, Malka Carlson, but they just Timo Timo Meyer is a, a good player as actually have a contract. He's going to make a few dollars after after this season. San Jose, man, they're just they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna. They should, if they if they surprise anybody, it's because they're the best team in the league. But I don't think it's surprising at all if we see them in the second, maybe third round again this year. I really, I think, I'm not saying this, the expectations of, you know, the early 2010s when Magic Marlowe and Joe Thornton and Pavelski were really the best and Antti Niemi was there when they were making it to the conference right. finals and tops the division every single year. I don't think they're ever going to be at that point when again. When they were a 90 overall team in Shell. But maybe, just maybe, they're going to be good enough to maybe get to close to that spot. I think they may just be... I think they could make it. I, they could make it to the finals, you know, give or take crazy events like the Vegas Golden Knights. But well, they still got to get them through them again. They're gonna have. And to. I'm just saying, it's going Vegas to has gotten stronger. Vegas has gotten stronger, but they lost a lot. Okay, who did they lose? James Neal. They replaced him easily. David Perron replaced him easily. There's a couple others. Dang it! All I'm saying is this. Just looking at their forwards, Paul Snazny, great player. Still have William Carlson. He's an RFA you, next William year. Carlson? You mean the all-time franchise leader in points, William Carlson? Yes, Tyler. It was on. Uh, Rise with Jonathan Marchessault. Yes, this team. Jonathan Marchessault. Holy wheels, Batman. Holy wheels. Max Pacietti. Oh, yes. Who you gave up. Tomas Ryan Reeves Lamar. is still good. I don't care. You can. You Tomas can, Nosek you can, you know is a good you know player. What, Alex, that's, that's just you know your opinion, man. I think he's. I think he's worth. Oscar Lindbergh can. Put I'm not going to sign him after. Paula. I'm not going to sign him after his deals up, and I might trade him to Philadelphia. But um, and then you look at their back end, which, I mean, yes, you're going to miss Nate Schmidt for the first 20 games of the season because well, we went into that. Uh, you have Shea Theodore, Colin Miller, okay. Yeah, that Brady Nate Schmidt. Okay. That Nate Schmidt guy. He was talking to this dude named Ped. I don't know. Have you heard of this guy? His name's Ped instead oh, of Ted. Good Lord. Oh, good lord! <laughs> uh, Nick Holden, who they did get, which is a good pickup. Um, I know I said you know, I was talking about Shea Theodore. They don't have the strongest. They really don't. It's really not the best. But there's talent there. But if you're looking at who you're in division, you're in the division with San Jose. You're in division with LA. That's can be kind of decent. Your de- your offense you're in, you're, needs to go against the same their as Winnipeg. Defense. You're playing Smashville three times a year. And you see, this- it's going to be tough to go through them again. I really don't. I I d- you look at the team and like I said they got better, but I don't know if they can do it again. Well, here's the thing. I don't. Th- I really I don't think, think so. I think they during this off season, especially the Vegas Golden Knights, have done a phenomenal job of getting exactly what they need. A what job? Absolutely phenomenal job. A what job? Phenomenal job. Phenomenal job. Phenomenal. Okay. With an I. Really? Yep. Because you cannot spell. Wrong vowel. 
Um, Nobody would guess. Anyways, as I was saying, you have a stacked defense in uh, San Jose. What's your what's your counter to that? Stacked offense. offense, exactly. Speed. You don't need speed. You don't need a giant defense to go against San Jose because if you're looking at the entire Pacific Division, <coughs> you you're right. You're right. Offensively, you don't. You don't need, need that much. I mean, you don't need exactly. And then your higher powered offense is going to go off on teams like Arizona. Going to go off on teams like Los Angeles, where the defense isn't all that good. Except gonna for one go, player. Okay, except for one player. Going to go off on the Ducks. You have one team in that in- entire division that is your match, that you will play that you will play in the playoffs, and that's San Jose. How are you going to get past them in the rounds? Speed. Offense. Catch Eric Carlson's bad ankle. But, Alex, let's be honest. Do you think Mal- or not Malcolm Subban, excuse me? Do you think Mar- Marc-Andre Fleury can do it again? I think Frenchie's got it in him. It's so tough to look at that and just say, okay, when was the last time he was that good? It was so long ago. He felt rejuvenated in Vegas. Now, whether or not it carries over to this year, if it does, holy cow, watch out, everybody. Mark andre Fleury's the flower again. He's going to be one. Of the, he's going to be a Vezina candidate again. But if you look at it, how long can that? can he run with that, with the rejuvenating being in Vegas? Well, a new team, a new city, a new environment. You can only go with that for so long. You can only play, say, hey, and I'm with a new team now. It's great. I'm out of Pittsburgh. This team actually wants me to be here, blah, blah, blah. I, I, I th- He'll be good, but I don't think he'll be outstanding like you did last well, year. Well, I think in Marc-Andre Fleury's case, I mean, he is 33 years old. He's not getting any younger. But in the case for as an outsider looking at hockey goalies, you can speak more onto this. But as you get older, you would consider it more of a mental game. So if he right if he's, if he's so let me go off. I here, stopped. I stopped. Sh- you keep talking, or I'll tell you to shut up. Big shoots, as I was saying, it becomes a mental thing. So obviously, getting to the Stanley Cup Finals, being that close to winning the cup, that's definitely a yeah. It sucks, but it's definitely a confidence booster. Obviously, you're in a different place with a different atmosphere, a an electric atmosphere, if I do say so myself. I mean, I'm not from there or anything, but still. I'm lost on that one, but okay. Keep going. I think for him, it's going to come down to mental performance. So if he keeps a positive mindset, I think he'll just do fine. So pretty much my summary is that Marc-Andre Fleury is like the rest of the Vegas Golden Knights. They're going to be good, but they're not going to be as good as they were last year. I cry BS, but okay. That's why I get paid. You don't. Oh, I get paid. I just get paid at different stuff. I mean, different, yeah. Uh, who's next? Van Cover. The Van. So we're moving to Canada now. Vancouver. 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 If you're from uh, the Midwest side, I don't know how I say. Um. So a team that supposedly doesn't know what they're doing. You got players they have they have a team there's a team there i know that they wear sweaters <laughs> they're like <laughs> they're like ottawa we are well no no a team what, did, what are you expecting this year we are we're a team. team we're a team <laughs> we're a team 
Um, Poor yeah, Brock look, Besser. Uh, Brock Besser ain't signing back there. You know that for a fact. I don't he's know. going to Vegas. That's where uh, he's going. Well, Alex, he's an RFA, don't forget. So he'd have to sign at least one year. He'd have to stay there for at least another year. Because no one's going. Brock Besser, he's an RFA. So he would ha- he, he'd have to resign. Okay. RFA meaning... The same thing with Mark Stone is the same thing with um, Cody Cece. They sign for one more year because they play one year, they get their UFA, and they get to go home. They get to go somewhere else. Okay. Brock um, Bester's going to stick around for one more year, and then he's going to ve- 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 Vegas. I look at these contracts that they have. Brandon Sutter and Bo Horvat are fine because those are players you're trying to build for the future, and I understand that. They gave an they over... Gave- oh, we have an overpaid, overpublicized, <laughs> too darn old to play hockey... $3 million a year player for what? Because his last name is that of a dog. Get out. <laughs> He's talking about Jay Beagle, everyone. For that Don't minute. you mention his name in front of me. Um, so here's what we got here. They have Louis Erickson, who's just, yeah, he's there. He can kind of play. Not the same. Sam Gagne, he's not the same Sam Gagne he was when he was making 900 or 800 grand, putting up 40 points, 50 points for... Columbus, Antoine Roussel and Jay Bugle are there, Alex, for veteran role players. You know what? So hold. I, I would rather put a senior citizen on the ice than freaking Jay Bugle. Um, continue onward. We have, they got uh, Brandon Leipzig. They picked up in the offseason. Uh, former Marley that was a very skilled player that was kind of a loss to the Leafs organization, but I don't think that's a. Uh, it wasn't a huge loss, obviously. I just won the Calder Cup, but he's a player that still can play well. He played. He had put up decent numbers for the amount he played with Vegas. They got Delzato. Um, oh, well, we'll get there. We'll get there. I don't... There's a reason why Trevor Linden left, because Trevor Linden wanted to sell and restart, rebuild. He wanted to do it. And he has the talent to do it. He has Brock Besser. He has Adam Goddard. He has Leipzig. But... Management, ownership wanted, hey, we can try to still win now because they're naive and they're stupid, okay? All right? I don't see this team. They Last year, they were weird. They started out well. They were playing well. They were playoff, playoff, playoff. December came around and collapse. Fall off the bridge, collapse. I don't want to say they're not. They're. I don't want to say they're going to be bad, but they sure aren't going to be good. They're going to be behind the California teams. That's for sure. They should be ahead of Arizona. That's for sure. How much you want to bet that a... Bri- Actually, I don't know. I think Arizona may be better than them this year outright. How much you want to bet that a British Columbia um, Washington Capitals fan is a sap enough to buy the third jersey with Jay Beagle's name on it? Um, I bet good money. I'd buy the sweater just buy the sweater. With Jay Bugle's name on it? Oh heck no! I would uh, I'd put I'd get um, I'd get Kirk McLean's, or no Trevor Linden because Aunt Pat loves Trevor Linden. I'd have to get that for Aunt Pat. Oh, that'd be nah, but she doesn't like Vancouver. But she likes Trevor Linden. Well then, where is Linden now? Yeah, he's out of a job. I don't know what he's doing. He there's a reason why he left the president's be the pre, left the president team because he didn't like where they where they were going and he didn't want to be a part of it, so he left. And good for him. He deserves it. Um, but I don't know with Vancouver. They're going to be a team. They're going to They're gonna be a team. They're going to be a team. I don't expect much from them. They ha- There is young talent there. 
but it's just not even close to being ready for it yet. I, I don't expect a whole lot from the Canucks, and it sucks because guess what? Uh, the uh, the fanship, the the ticket sales are going to go down. Like they go down every single year. You see them, and the reason why they want to play the Leafs in prime time because they want the viewership because it's the only time people watch Vancouver games anymore. And Canucks fans are probably going to hate us for this, but I don't care. I'm sorry. You're not. You're, Vancouver you're, doesn't listen to us. You're not that good. Vancouver doesn't. San Jose listen to us. does. Okay, oh, we didn't give a shout out to San Jose. San Jose people. The Bay Area. There you go. Um, Let's move defensively, around. Alex Edler. Delzato. Delzato. He's still good. He's still good. good He's Branson, not great. Good Branson and Tanov are probably the two defensemen that you look at and think, okay, there is what we have on defense. Alex Edler's long pass. He's distant memory. Delzato was. He, I'm I'm glad he's still in the league. He's a nice guy, a good, hardworking player. He just doesn't have it like he used to. Not when he was with the Rangers. He just doesn't have it anymore. Um, goaltending wise, I loved I have loved Jacob Markstrom for as long as I remember. When he was in Florida, when they were bad, he was always a full fun goaltender to watch. I remember that series when Utica played in Grand Rapids a couple of years ago when he just stood on his head. I'm like, that's an angel goaltender right now. He should be an angel, and he is. And the problem is, he's just hot and cold. Anders Nielsen, he's uh, he's uh, he's there. He's a backup. He's making two and a half million dollars. I don't. It's and like I said, it's another thing with the goaltending. Need the goaltending to be there. And Vancouver, they have skill in the goal in the net. They just don't have the consistency they'd like in the net. They just don't have gold in the net. No, I was trying not to say that. I I remember <laughs> I thought that way. I did not say that, and then you said it. The gold in the net VHS tape, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. I learned how to play goal. And there's a reason why I'm here today on a podcast trying to get a job somewhere else. So, let's go over to the uh, team that's pretty lit. Um, no. The Calgary Flames. No. Calgary You did, you did not say that. Flames. Going to Alberta. Um, so, this team should make the playoffs. They should have made it last year. They can make it this year. Coulda, woulda, shoulda, but didn't. Why, Alex? They got rid of Dougie Hamilton, you said. But they got no Hannafin back instead. No, duh. They got rid of Dougie Hamilton. I'm sad about it. But they got Elias Lindholm. I'm sad about it. They got Elias Lindholm. You you can take your Carolina problems to the bank and you can go away. I want to go back to the last episode where we were talking about my Crusades. (laughs) (laughs) About Crusades and how they weren't going to be that good. Remember what Ked told you? Hey! Ked told you. Yeah, well, Ked. He gave it to you. Yeah, well, you know what? I got a problem, Ked. Why? Because he doesn't like Carolina? Exactly. Okay. Um, he doesn't agree with my crusades. Uh, oh, by the way, I should have told you. Um, he gave me a text the other day. We may be doing an episode him. Maybe an episode on show. Maybe. You two are going to have sex? What? No, I said, no, I said, him and, he texted me saying, yeah, everyone, you know, we got to have you talk about the least one of these days. Us, yeah. Oh. Yeah. So oh. now you're going to shut the hell up now, aren't you? Oh. I'm still going to talk about my crusades on there. Well, of course you will. Well, you know we're talking about Leafs, but... But Carolina! But Carolina, though, guys. Oh, baby! Did you ever see that win last night against Vegas? They yeah! Did you see them play Dallas? Yeah! Those ratings were through the roof in Raleigh. Um, Calgary. <laughs> what roof? Get it, because they have hurricanes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm and sorry, this ladies. is why... I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. That was bad. Oh, Lord. That I can't bad. wait to go back in the basement where, Peas can, and where, tees. We, where we can see ourselves. Peas and tees. Um, Johnny, like, off, look at this offense. Johnny Hockey, Sean Monahan, James Neal, Elias Lindholm, Michael Froelich. Johnny Hockey? No, Johnny Hockey. Sam Bennett, who 
who has like one more. This is like his last year to really give it a good shot. Curtis Lazar, he's gone off my book. Mark Jankowski's there. Matthew Kachuk is on his last year. Matthew, if you want to be considered a top young player in this league, here's your year to make it happen. This is your last year to make it happen. Don't do anything stupid. Play good. Don't spare anybody off the bench. Just be a good player. Um, and you look at the defense. Mark Giordano, yes, he's Pizza. 30. Yes, he's 34 years old. But he can still play defense. He's still capable of being a good defenseman. I TJ mean, Brody's lost a step, but he TJ can still play. TJ Hooting the Bullfish. TJ Brody even lift. Travis Hamanick is still a solid defenseman. Michael Stone, okay. He can put up good minutes for you. But no, like I said, no hand from being brought over. He's not Dougie Hamilton, but he can still fill that hole for you. So defensively, they're still good. Can Mike Smith play a whole season this year? They got Gillies, though. Nah, they have Gillies. He can put on pads. He can stand in the net. Can he make a save? I'm not sure. You're um, doing better than you, Bob. You're not wrong. But Mike Smith, he's 36 years old. He's going to be turning 37. I don't... He can't play 70 games again. You can't have him... You can't ride him like you did last year. Yeah. That's what the problem was. He fell off. His game fell off because he got tired. Goalies get tired nowadays. This ain't the game where you can play 500 straight games like Glenn no. Hall used to do. So... They're going to have to maybe look Well, think for, about how about all the off-ice stuff that they do nowadays. They're going to have to look for a better goaltender, um, a backup. And I don't – someone text me. I'm sorry. Um, Figure it out. Come on. I'm, I'm tired. Let's go. Okay. Uh, we got dinner, one more team. Dinner's ready, by the way. Uh, so Calgary should be a playoff team. And in the way this division's working, when you have – when you have brain fart, Vegas – you're going to have San Jose, but then you have – all you really have is L.A. and Anaheim in front of you in terms of the – Okay, so – And yes, and granted, yes, you have to compete with the Central for the wild card spot. I understand that. So that's going to make it a lot more difficult. But that You're not going to get it, though. That third spot's attainable, I think. You still have – I really think it is. Okay, third spot in the division. But yeah, you yeah, still, in the division. That's why I'm saying – When you're facing Central, though, you still have – St. Louis. Colorado. St. No, Louis, Louis. Minnesota. And Minnesota. Yeah, Colorado's there still – so that's why I'm Those thinking. Rocky boys. Minnesota finished third last year. Just remember that, guys. That Central Division is so stacked, and it's getting even deeper and deeper, and Dallas is going to come along. That's going to even get deeper and deeper, okay? But I think if you're Calgary, you're looking at the third spot because you have to look at that third spot. And I think they have the ability to do it. I just don't. And like, will they be able to put the 82-game put season together? Because last year they played about 50, 60 games and plummet. That's pretty much That's literally what happened last year. Everyone got tired. I think you have to look at it this year and think if they can put it together a full season. I think they can. I really think they can. Calgary needs a good team again. Because they need the money to with the ticket sales to apparently build an arena, according to Gary Bettman. And he can go piss himself. Want to go out to the uh, Western Islanders? The Western Islanders. How yeah. so, Alex? Well, I, I mean, as a kid growing up, I always thought that the Islanders and the Mont and excuse me, the Edmonton Oilers were basically the same team because they're the same colors. Because they're the same colors, the logo, the fact that they had a just because in NHL '94 they had the same looking jerseys doesn't mean anything. The fact that they had an epic rivalry. I will way say back they when. did. They did both go to the dark bluer sweaters at the same time. I'm glad I wasn't <laughs> the only one that noticed. Whoa! My good, they're the same team. Except for Tavares move, so now McDavid's got to go somewhere. McDavid's not going to go anywhere because no one's going to pick up $12.5 million. 
But the Edmonton Oilers, ladies and gentlemen, this team that's supposed to be the super team. Oh, yeah, by the way. According just, to the Edmonton media. By the way, just, just so you all know and are aware, uh, Connor McDavid's only 21 years old, just, just so you know. Edmonton Oilers fans. If I were you. No. Run. No, not if I were you. Your team has, amongst three players, look at this. Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, and Milan Lucic. Combined for, and I'm not kidding, $27 million of your eighty, almost $80 million cap hit. Now, yes, that looks a lot better because the cap did go up. Because when it was 75, it looked awful. It still looks pretty bad. They on, they still only have less than $1.5 million in cap space. Connor McDavid is still the, one of the best players in the game. I don't think he's the best because Sidney Crosby can still win now. Leon Dreisaitl had a really good year. That first year with Connor McDavid. Last year, he kind of said, but the whole team did. Milan Lucic can't skate. Ryan Strom is not Jordan Everly. Ryan Nugent Hopkins is a good second, third line center. He can play the wing too with McDavid if you ever need him to. Drake Kachula, he's a good player. Zach Cassian, he's he's definitely lost a step. Jesse Pugliarvi, I don't think he'll ever be what he's supposed to be. Kabradziak, okay. Ty Ratty, Oh, he's looked good, hasn't he? He's looked good in the preseason. Yes, because McDavid's passing the puck and he's keeping a stick on the ice. That's an easy job to do, don't you think? Defense, Andre Sakara. He'll be out forever. Oscar Kleffbaum. <laughs> okay. Adam Larson, not Taylor Hall. Chris Russell, I like the guy. He works hard. Darnell Nurse, a good young defenseman. He wanted more money, but I don't think he's that good. This team. The... the they should be. What? No. How did that team make the playoffs, Alex? I literally look at that team now and I wonder how they made the playoffs. Because Gretzky played there once long ago. No, 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 no. I'm not. Away. Alex, I'm talking about the year when Conor McDavid made the playoffs. When they had Jordan Everly there. Yep. And Cam Talbot had a Vesna caliber season. You want to know my answer? Cam Talbot didn't have an injury. Or Vesna, he had an injury-filled Vesna-less caliber season. It's because Wayne Gretzky played there a long ago <laughs> in a galaxy far, far away. I... Edmontonians. I, can I say oh, that? That, that's... I'm going straight to the people. Not the fans. Not Okay, the fans, people, whatever. Do you guys really think this is a playoff team? Why are you talking to them? They don't listen to us. I'm going to, I'm going to tweet the heck out of them. I'm going to hashtag Oilers every single day with this link to this video, to this to this podcast, this episode. Hashtag Provincial Capital Alberta. You know you're in all the country. I still good. love that video. I still love no, that. I still have that audio because it gets me fired up. That's got to be the entire hashtag. It's hashtag Provincial Capital Alberta. City of you know you're... No. City, city okay. of Champions. They okay. won four fine. Stanley Cups. Five, excuse me, five Stanley Cups. I was wrong. Was okay, fine. fine. Hash. Hashtag City of Champions. You know, the Provincial Capital, Capital Alberta. Alberta. You, you know, know you're in the country and feeling good. And the signs. Look at that suit. I feel. Redrifted on by. That's how I feel. It's a new, new dawn. It's a new day. It's a new life for me. It's a new dawn. It's a new day. It's a new life for me. Ooh, and I'm feeling good. Okay, we're pump it. Louder! 
Pump okay, it. We can stop now. We can stop now. Turn up the radio. Stop, stop it. Jerry we're losing it. Now we're losing it. No, no, we're losing it. Pump it. Pump it. Pump it. Pump it. Turn up the radio. That's the Jerry Dover. Back to the show. So yeah, Edmonton's gonna suck, and that's the end of it. No, I have to say something about the goaltending. Can't tell, but I like him. But let's be honest, guys. Edmonton. Yes, you look good after that first year of Peter Shirelli. but you just signed a backup goaltender from the KHL that was the sec the backup to this SK St. Petersburg, Miko Koskinen, for two point five million dollars. This is turning into Dallas territory now in terms of spending money on goaltenders. Edmonton, you what? You sat chat during the show. Yes. wait. I'm promoting. What are you promoting? The show. You're talking to one person. Better put on your gosh darn story. Okay. Oh, no, because I don't follow you on Snapchat. Thank God. I follow you on Instagram. That's my first mistake. Hey, um, I post epic photos. Follow me at the real Alex Keel. Yes, we, yeah, because you... Yeah, anyways, that was the same thing Twitter. Um, Because I had a stalker, dude. It I, happens. Edmonton is not going to... It's if they if they make the playoffs good. I'm glad I'm wrong. They're you know not what? going to. There needs to be more Canadian teams in the playoffs because Sportsnet's eh, the Sportsnet ratings are fine. I want the NBC ratings to go down because the lack of American teams. No, I'm kidding. I don't really want that. I just the want good lack I just, of American teams. I just want good hockey, and I don't think Edmonton's going to be there in the playoffs. It's just yeah, and you can't just say uh, Andre Sakara is going to be the be all end all because look at the rest of them. Darnell Nurse is. Still there. He's a good defenseman. He has an upside. He has potential still, but he's not there yet. Chris Russell, he's good, but he's not great. Adam Larson, Oscar Clefbaum. I just, this team's not going to be that good. And I'm, I hate when Edmonton fans get mad at Toronto fans because, let's be honest, we were bad together. We sucked together. We were awful together. And now you're jealous that we're going to be better for hopefully longer knock on fucking wood. I have to bleep that out now. I'm going to have to bleep that out. Yep. <laughs> um, You're going to have to bleep out a couple things because there was a few that you threw in there, but you just didn't. No, I said, I said, uh, I said freaking. No. I said, what is You're going to have to go through the entire episode. And I'll just bleep out that one part. I'll have to check it out to, okay, I'll take it. Yep. Okay. Um, and check my timeline. So, uh, do we want to do our predictions quick for each division? Central. All right. Central division. <clears throat> uh, top, or just go through. Top three. No, no, we got to go through the entire. Uh, top to bottom. Central division. I'll be honest, Alex, the way we listed out the teams for the Central. Nope. No? Nope. That's how I'm going to go. Dallas. Actually, no, excuse me. Dallas, Minnesota, Colorado, St. Louis, Nashville, Winnipeg. You're saying Colorado's going to be better than Nashville and Winnipeg? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I was, I was saying I'm going from bottom to top. Worst to, left, worst to first. No. Dallas, Minnesota, Colorado, St. Louis, Nashville. Winnipeg. No, that's mentally disabled, dude. Because I can't use the R word anymore. So I have to go. Oh, you want me to go top to bottom? Correct, Mundo Senorito. So, Winnipeg, Nashville, St. Louis, Colorado, Minnesota, Dallas. Okay. Ready for this? Nashville, Winnipeg, Colorado, Minnesota, St. Louis, Dallas. Ooh, wow. I'm throwing St. Louis down there. Doug Armstrong goes for broke, puts his job on the line. You say that. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, oh, no, no faith. No faith. Wow. No faith in the city of blues. Do, 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 do. And, uh, no, that, was, that wasn't a jazz beat at all. Right. Um, 
Pacific Division. A little more teams this time. All right, so top to bottom. San Jose. Vegas. L.A. Calgary. Because I just feel like Calgary won't do it. I want them to, but they won't. Calgary. Anaheim. Arizona. Edmonton. I'm serious. Edmonton, get it ready for another lottery pick. Guess who's Jack Hughes? Coming your way, buddy. All right. It's going to happen. All right. Ready for this? Ready for this? San Jose. Vegas. Calgary. I love your faith, Alex. Dude, I don't know. Okay. Honestly, if I, if I could, it would just be. Well, it's going to be it would Calgary, be, Los it Angeles. Would be, it's going to be Calgary, Los Angeles. We have to say that, right? If, if I want to be completely honest with you, I would just pick San Jose, Vegas, the rest of them. Go for it. <laughs> here's a bone. Here's a Yahtzee. It's like Yahtzee. Just, hey, look at that. All right, let's shake it's up the bo- cha- It's boggle. Just boggle. Let's shake up the champagne bottle. Whoever's eye goes in wins. Boom. <laughs> All right, you got the fourth spot. Uncle Ted. A- you aren't making the playoffs, but. <laughs> Uncle Ted, you win four. But we can but we can both agree, though, Calgary, to, or Calgary LA will be three or four. No. No? No, that's what you said. I said Calgary fourth. You said Calgary third. Honestly, oh, you, oh, you don't think LA's going to be fourth? No. <laughs> so who do you think's fourth then? You're not fourth. Anaheim. Really? Anaheim over LA. Really? Yep. Okay, I'll go through the entire thing. San Jose, Vegas, Calgary, Anaheim. You're going to hate me for this. Vancouver, Los Angeles, Arizona, Did Edmonton. I put Vancouver in mine? Yes, you did. I did? Where did I put them? You put them... Oh, above uh, Arizona. That's right. Just above Arizona. Right behind Van Nuys. But, yeah. You said Vancouver. Wait, what was Vancouver? I, my, mine was San Jose. Sorry. Vegas. Calgary. <coughs> Anaheim. Anaheim. Vancouver. L.A. L.A. Arizona. Edmonton. Ugh. I'm going on a limb. Is Johnny Quick getting hurt or something? <laughs> Jeez. Uh, you want to know what the, big, what the big thing is? Oh, let me. I forgot his name. Because it's... Eli Tolvanen. No. We're waiting. That's it. What? Two players are going to get hurt at the end of the season. Oh, for LA? Yep. Okay. Tyler Toffoli and Jeff Carter. Oh, really? You're picking those two guys? Yep. Just because they did an, uh, an off-the-bench or an on-the-bench video together? You think that was, those two of the guys are the ones going to get hurt? No, they're just going to get hurt because I think that they're either going to play out of their conference or they're going to play... San Jose, and it's somebody's getting bad. lit up. Someone's gonna get lit. Somebody up. gonna get lit up. It won't be like a muscle. shout out to the Bay Area San Jose Sharks fans. If I were you, be happy because you have this is going to be some it. of the greatest talent in you your. You are gonna have a year for you. You're gonna have a good team. You're Never. you're not just a team. You're a good team. A good team. And on that note, I think we can please just end this now. Yep. Uh, be sure to, if you're going to talk about this, please uh, use hashtag the Kill Podcast or hashtag TKP. You can follow us on our Twitter page at the Kill Podcast right down below over here to the bottom right. I made that mistake last time. I'd make sure to look for the camera perspective. And then if you want to check, uh, if you want to follow us and see what we have to say, because I'm more opinionated than anything else, you can follow right above my head here at TJKU29. You can follow Alex down there at Real Kuehl, Real Alex Kuehl. And uh, next week, I think, will be our final, uh, be a final get together. I'm going to try to find, I think I have someone else, maybe. I, I'm trying to find someone else. I'm always trying to find people, because let's be honest, 
Uh, I was yelling and screaming, making me lose my voice. <laughs> because I need, I got to get back into voice shape, man. I got broad, I got a game Friday night and Saturday night. Well, that sounds like you problem. It is a me problem. Um, but yeah, so season, man. Eight days away. Yep. I think it took too long. This preseason is taking forever. Yeah, kind of like this video or like this podcast episode. Uh, I think this one's longer than last week, actually. I'm looking at the time frame right now. I'm looking up there. It's over two hours. <laughs> well, no, don't forget we started the we started the camcorder a while ago, but don't forget. Oh, we still have to add the Scott the Scott uh, Scott Powers interview into this. Yeah, <laughs> this is a long episode. All right. Well, Alex, uh, it's definitely been a fun one. Um, I'm gonna go eat food now. Go home. Kiss your wife. Turn off the TV. Or kiss your husband. Turn or, it off. Or kiss whoever you, you they identify as. The boy. The boy. The girl. The whatever. Them. Kiss, kiss them. them. Kiss your significant other. Hug them. Tell your loved ones you love them a lot. And Give your balls uh, read a, a good read a good book every so often. And Give uh, your balls drink a plenty of water. And if you're like me, make sure you have a few beers at the end of the night so you can wake up the next morning. Pitch dog. Yes, definitely pitch your dog. And on that note, thank you so much for listening. As always, your host Alex Hill, alongside Tyler. Not the water, the fire, but we will see you. Next